don't care if I look stupid or not. Drink vodka in moderation, kid. <laughs> Never trust a big booty in a smile. I'm always trying to shove it in the back. And sometimes I don't know if you're yoking or not. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Damn, boy, straight to door. I'm a white sound like Bane. Let's suck on that. Look at all, this is going to be awkward. Hey, this is Tom Atkins. Thrill me, but you better listen to the Bad Boys Podcast, or I'm coming for you. Yes, sir, Mr. Atkins. Yeah, you don't want Mr. Atkins, fucking Vernon Wells, the Boogeyman. You, you just don't want it. Just listen. Just listen. You'll be safe. Bad Boys Podcast. We're your friends here. We randomly rant on all things movies. We're on episode 480. <laughs> We've been doing this for... Too long. <laughs> Too long. Like that Daft Punk song. <laughs> Too long. Is that what you said, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. yeah who who would have thought? Who would have no, thought that no, little, little, that little no. podcast that could in February 2010 that we would uh, still be here? I know Tony I feel, didn't. I feel like it's it's the little podcast that still can't, though. You know? That's like. What do you mean? We still can't? Still, we still don't believe it every day. <laughs> we never we never made it. We never made it, right? Yeah. yeah. One day. We'll di- one day we'll live in infamy. Yeah. One day I'll fix uh, iTunes. <laughs> Oh, that's that right. Yeah, that shit's not, that was weird, dude. I downloaded. Well, it was like it was like four years before we got on iTunes, and it was like the well, inside joke. We got on iTunes, so Tony fixes it. Well, well, we got on iTunes, and it was running fine until I decided to venture out into that other one, Anchor, and that right. fucked everything yeah. up. Now sure I can't fix it. I went to go log in, and it and it uh, gave, it's giving me an error. Oh boy! So I have that's to contact that. support. She's mad at you. Uh-oh. Yep, I cheated. Yeah. With a with the younger, nose. <laughs> with a younger nose. Anyway, but don't ever, don't ever cheat on us, Tony, because we're in episode 480. We can't do without you. We about to randomly rant on all things películas. I'm your host, Fonzo, aka Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, the one who doesn't speak Spanish, Harley, aka Marcus Burnett, and I'm Tony, aka MCP. What is up, bad boys? Just want to give a really quick shout out to some new listeners. My cousin Annabelle, if you're listening, what's up? Hello. Shout, um, shout outs. Nothing but love for you. I'm, uh, I'm glad you you know you're listening. I I I, I can't stress enough. Um, I don't know what the other guys are going to say on the podcast, so I apologize now, especially for Harley. Does what she have big breasts? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> There it is. See? What did I just say, Tony? I just apologize. <laughs> uh, but an old favorite of yours, Harley. Leanne. Leanne. Oh, that's a while. That's, I feel like it's my high school crush. That's it. She's back. She's uh, waiting for you to give her a shout out, Harley. Well, welcome her back. Let her welcome know. back, Leanne. Welcome back. We're so glad you made it. That's right. Ask her where she's been, man. What the hell? Yeah, what's up? Why are you abandoning us for all those years? You stopped talking to her. That's why. <laughs> Stop you, you, you shots, and, shout you, outs. You went and got married and shit. Oh, no, I know, I know. You really made her mad. <laughs> you don't fucked up, man. She took she took too long. Is that what happened? Yeah. Dang. She should have put a ring on it. Be quick, man. 
I guess so, apparently. I don't fuck around, I don't waste time. I, obviously. So before we get into our reviews and all this movie talk, let's oh, let's and let's let's deal with the elephant in the room. Uh-oh. And then uh, and, and Messenger, Harley wanted to discuss something that was brought up on Messenger a couple of days I for, ago. I, I forget. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You're so professional, Harley, you know that? You have no idea. Hold on, let me look it up, Messenger. Oh, here we go. Got it. Okay. okay, I wanted to talk about. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I hate to break Angie's heart, and uh, oh, no. I don't know why she thinks some sort of saint or something, you know, with a pen, with a paint pen or a pad or a marker. Or, you know, <laughs> oh, I know what she, she felt about. like. She, I had never oh, face never... property, right? Public property. Can't say that I did a lot of it, but I am guilty, and I apologize, Angie, if I if it's. This facade of me is broken, you know. I hate to say it, I'm sorry. But I will tell you this. No, actually, no. I'll let my man Harley explain this. Cause it's gonna come, it's a lot funnier when he says it. And I'm pretty sure we might have talked about this already in the, in the I think we did. I think we did. I don't think she heard it. You know, circa 10 years ago. Yeah. And Episode got, 4 yeah. 8, not 408. Exactly. Her 3 8. Um, so yeah, and we got new listeners. So it'd, it'd be nice well, to yeah, read yeah. So, you know, know. his memory too. In case you forgot, circa 1994. <laughs> Find a hip hop song from then, Tony. That was popular. Yeah, have it play in, in the, the background. background. <laughs> Tony, hardly so, one of one of our closest friends. Uh, we played soccer with him. Uh, he's been on the podcast, but I will not. I will not name names. <laughs> uh, I hope he's well. Uh, he had an older brother. And his older brother was uh, like a senior in high school. And we were just entering high school. And uh, we, um, his brother was a, a, a you know, self-proclaimed graffiti artist. <laughs> in reality, he was just a fucking tagger with no art skills. But, you know, although they had art, they had art in the family. Uh, their father was a very good artist. Now that, now that I think about it, yeah. Shout outs to Jim. So, R.I.P. Anyways, so um, so we wanted to follow. He wanted to follow in his big brother's footsteps, and so I, I'm guessing that he was the sort of motivator behind it. Ist, I believe, was the uh, was the group name, and uh, you know, MBT. no, it was uh, Illusion, Sicko, and Tricks. <laughs> he remembers. Wow. Wow. I can't remember which one I was. I was an illusion because I couldn't spell illusion, so I was right. like, "Fuck all that." <laughs> exactly. I was sicko. Sicko. Okay, so so Chris was you illusion. Had was sicko. I was you the smallest one, so you. Yeah, I was like the one syllable. Ironically, the one dude who spoke English from birth. Yeah, couldn't spell with fucking goddamn. So still can't. So um. So anyway, so um, we were quote unquote taggers, and we were little, you know. Hoods, we would you know stop at the Kmart on the way home from. Yeah, school. I remember this was popular in high school. Like you know, oh was, yeah, there was like a lot of like uh, there was OSK, Old School Kings. Yeah. There was yeah. SSK, Society yeah. of Sickest Criminals. There was like check up. I think it was a couple more, but um, it was popular. It was huge. It was it was if you didn't want to if you were if you were if you lived in the suburbs but you wanted to be a member of a gang but you didn't want to do any like real crime shit. Right, right. You you were a tagger, you know. 
and then you just try to like you try to bomb up some walls or yeah or something yeah exactly left my name on the marker you go to alberto get yourself a burrito go take a piss and yeah, tag up the ISC. tag up the bass stall. Right. I mean, that's exactly. how. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's, that's how, how hard. We that's how gangsty exactly. That's who we were straight. Oh, geez, back then for sure. <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, yeah, and I don't know how long we did that for. Maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe a couple like a months, month or two. Yeah, yeah, a month or two. We were kind of doing it, and then um, it must have been the know, summer because, like, I remember like Chris wanted to head up to the mall. And you wanted to go, and we invited you. Yeah, so the three of us were going to go to the mall, North County Fair. Is that, no, that's that's the other mall, oh, uh, Carlsbad Mall, whatever the name for that one was. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, what's the story that you didn't come? I didn't. I couldn't go, or yeah, something happened where I I, I, I couldn't go. Yeah, you just couldn't make it. So yeah. Chris and I went. And, uh, you know, we just ran around the mall and like you were saying, it's like we were uh, 60 year olds with prostate issues. We're in every bathroom in the whole goddamn mall, you know, (laughs) and, uh, we were just tagging it up. So, um, our last stop was Carl's Jr. I remember vividly. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, and we were sitting there, me and Chris and, you know, of course we had like, we had all our names and shit written on our hats (laughs) and on the inside, like the fucking dumbest crooks ever. You make the wet bandits look like geniuses. Jesus Christ! So, um, I mean, we just looked obvious as fuck. So right. we're sitting there eating our cheese. Might have had st- marker stains. French fries. Fingers I mean, too. we are like we are like the honkiest crackers of all time. This is when Carlos Junior was still inside the mall. Yeah, exactly. So, and then all of a sudden, Chris looks up and he sees a bunch of like security standing. And talking with an employee at the entrance. And he's like, dude, we are fucked. And I was, I looked over my shoulder and I saw him and we were like, oh, fuck. So we were like, what are we going to do? I mean, we're like 13 or 14 years old, you know? So we, we dump our foods, our foods, (laughs) dump our food. And then we throw our markers in the trash with it. Yeah. Of course, the same shit that's graffitied in the bathroom is all over our baseball hats, you know? <laughs> well, because you, you hit up the Macy's bathroom first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember if they... Um, I thought you said the they, story was that they followed you from there. Like they had It's quite possible they did. It's quite possible they did. And um, so, yeah, they, they stopped us on our way out, and uh, they handcuffed, handcuffed us. They walked Damn. us through. They walked us through the mall. Most embarrassing walk of my fucking life. <laughs> but God knows that I deserve it. And um, walked us back into the security and uh, started calling parents. Did and, you guys hit up uh, the, the Carl's Jr. bathroom too? Before you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they made us walk through the mall and clean all the bathrooms. What? Yeah. And they had what the funniest thing was you know we were like using like real ink markers like mm-hmm. like paint markers we had to like, buy a Home Depot they're behind the glass yeah yeah they were in like glass and shit like that like we used to jack them from like Kmart or something like that but and maybe we got them from his brother or something like that yeah. but um they were like real like paint markers and uh, we thought they were like permanent for life right I mean we thought it was like straight up tattoos right. and I remember the shit they gave us like as soon as you sprayed the ink it ran like it was water. <laughs> And I, th- I kind of thought, like, oh, isn't this irony that <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing is so 
temporary, you know. Right, right, yeah. And they're like all yeah, losing their mind. Yeah. So we're just like walking around. Yeah, a bottle of spray, uh, spray stuff costs what three dollars or something. And yeah, exactly. It. The janitor could have cleaned all your guys' mess. And yeah, exactly. In ten seconds, but yeah, you know, we're it. idiots. And yeah. yeah. So no, but the big one how was, long was uh, that. How long was that walk? The walk of shame. Yeah. I don't remember. It felt like two days. Did you? Would you walk with your head up? Like, yo, man, you'll never catch no. me alive. Fuck no. IST, hack the planet, hack <laughs> the planet. Life, no, the big one was we got community service. This is my favorite part. And so, so uh, Chris ended up having to to uh, do laundry at a uh, for Tony's parents. <laughs> Not Tony's what? parents. No, he worked. He had to. Um, he had to do laundry at a uh, an animal shelter, uh, and uh, so he wasn't stoked about that one, obviously. <laughs> because you and, guys didn't choose which one you wanted. No, no, no. They just fucking assigned it to you. They didn't fucking choose. And I had to pick up trash on the freeway. On on just like all like public, you know, public streets all throughout Carlsbad. With, but which, the with thing the other, is, with was, the other criminals, it was like well, and actually, I did meet some real criminals. Um, I mean, they were underage, but, you know, a lot of it was, like, drugs and shit like that. But um, uh, the catch was it was 48 hours every Saturday, and it was, like, for four hours or some shit. So it was, like, six months of my Saturdays were consumed by this, where my mom had to drive me to this, like, (laughs) probation office, and and then they put us in a van and drove us around and had us pick up trash. You know, hindsight, my mom was actually pretty chill about it. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she, you know, she was like, Hey, you got to do the crime. You got to do the time. That's right. Um, so she wasn't forgiving in that right. regards. Right. Um, but you know, she didn't fucking ground me. I remember, um, uh, Chris's dad showed up and he was like cliche furious. Oh. You know, he was, Oh, when, it, well, when you guys got. Yeah, yeah. when he they, when he got there to pick us up, I mean, right, right. he was absolutely. He was pissed off at me too, <laughs> and and I remember like the one thing we didn't do was we did not rat out the older brother. We never, we never said like, and I mean you know it wasn't his fault anyways. It's not like oh yeah, he didn't do it. We just wanted to be like him, but we never told like, well you know, right. big brother's doing it too. Right. I mean at that point he's you know one foot out the door anyways. So. Right. Um, so yeah, that was it. Forty-eight hours community service because I yeah, wanted to be a and, fucking and, and, yeah. And I think I remember calling you guys or something. I called you later, and you guys, like, oh man, you dodged a fucking bullet, dude. We got fucking pensions and that. I'm like, what? Are yeah. you serious? Oh my gosh, you had that on your record for how long? It's still on your uh, record? No, God, no. Um, I I it, I remember if we did the community service, the, it would be expunged, mm-hmm. like when we turned eighteen or something like that. Okay. I could remember. So yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not on the FBI watch list. There you go. The closest thing that ever happened to me was freaking Aaron's dumbass wanted to smoke some fucking weed. You know, I said mm. doing it at his house like a normal person. You know, he wanted to go to the beach, so we park over mm. off the free, off the like uh, Carlsbad Village Drive and um, or, um Coast Highway. We start mm-hmm. going down to the sand, and uh, sure enough, he's got his little bong that he got and marks there with us too. And sure enough, we get lights flashing us. I'm like, we're like, what the fuck? And I oh no! Yeah, so um, I barely even hit it. So I didn't even feel anything. So, but they, you know, everyone's like, I mean, Aaron can drive a forklift after smoking weed. It, you know, I didn't even phase him. But uh, he like, he's like, he saw the lights. He's like, oh shit! So he started bringing, he started breaking it, the bong, you know. 
and then try to check it, and then the pipey trucked it, or, and then on the, he had he had to go up to the top, and uh, he's talking to us sitting there on the curb, you know, cars driving by, he's got the fucking lights on us, he's asking us questions and you know, what we're doing, and you know, he knows the punk kids, you know. Well, and, well, how old were you? Because, oh uh, man, I don't know, fucking thirty-five, was like late twenties, you know, whatever. Not late twenties. Uh, Mid twenties, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, because I was gonna say Aaron was around like late, late teens, early twenties. Yeah, up until mid twenties, until basically when I left. Yeah. So like you know the guys having to walk this line and catch our nose and faces, you know. Uh, I'm doing like like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. And Aaron Aaron too, he's like laughing. He's fucking juggling on a unicycle and shit. He's like, what? Anything else you want me to do? I'm juggling chainsaws and everything. So then he let us go. I mean the bong was already broken. You know he was just like, no. So it's like it didn't matter, but. um, that was the closest to you know to the law. But, but, and see, but see, you were an adult. You were le- of legal age. Yeah. See, you could have gotten more trouble. Right. I got lucky because I was underage. We were kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyways, that's my that's my uh, that's thug life. That's yeah, thug, thug life, life story. Yeah. IST Tricks for, for life. life. IST for Tricks life. For life. <laughs> Tricks for life. IST baby. <laughs> IST. Uh, what about you, Tony? You ever had a brush with the law? Or you couldn't because your dad knew all of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's like, I, yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't risk anything. My I dad, think you would have got passes though, bro, because your dad knew everybody. If you would have done some dumb shit like, oh, that's Tony, oh, that's my nose kid. Hey, man, don't be fucking up later. You know what I mean? I think you would have had a, a they, pass. They, yeah, they probably would have been like, dude, your dad's gonna kill you. You, you don't be exactly. afraid of, don't be afraid of the law. I, I, like, I'm, I'm protecting you from your dad. I'm afraid of my dad. Not yeah. Your dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your dad's like, gonna sell one of those dogs on you, or you gotta pick up dog shit for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, like they, like the cops never fucked with my dad. Yeah. So it was one of those like shit. I, honestly, the cops would be like, I have to tell your dad. He's gonna find out, and then I'm gonna get in trouble because I didn't tell him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, he's like, fuck yeah, that. No. The, the only thing I did do, I remember you got me into, or tr- you tried to get me into, um, doing tagging and, and writing like letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. I wrote ice on the back of that church that oh. was next to the kennel in oh. a spray paint that was used to touch up the fence for the kennel. Uh huh. So I just grabbed the paint can from the shed because <laughs> it was no, there you and i went over church? and i tagged ice on the church <laughs> no in the back it was all in the back facing you know the the, oh, the, the, the hill the, so no one yeah, could yeah, the see hill, it so no one could see it yeah and it was just homeless people that lived back there anyway you know right, they all right. slept, slept back there how did it come out it was the ugliest fuck man it looked like bubble gum yeah it was like like bubble letters I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not uh, I didn't enjoy it. My hand was all spray painted. <laughs> oh man, I had, that's I, funny. You, know, I had the you did more than we ever did. Church for one tone, actually, you spray paint. Anyway, yeah. behind, and he did on the church. Yeah, on the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's not the wrong right way. You know, uh, <laughs> one shot. The that's the life right there. Right here. Dang, you ever steal a car, Harley? You got to bring up no. your street cred now. Oh, I'll, I'll tell that story one other day. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert there. When. Well, that was you, wasn't it? What? When when we stole my mom's car. I did that with you, and then yeah. I, I took oh, you did it with a bunch of people. Well, I did it with Chris. His dad had that Toyota Corolla thing, and he and and he he wanted to go to Taco Bell. He was hungry, and I was like, uh, he's like, "Come on, man, you can drive it, right?" I'm like, ah, "I guess, sure." You know, and he's like, uh, "I'm like, we can just ride our bikes there and go." He's like, "No, no, I was like, no, man, come on, I got the I got the keys right here. Let's just drive there." I'm like, "All right." It took his fucking car and came back. I was so nervous. <laughs> you know, talking about it wasn't that far, but oh man, that was pretty. That was pretty scary. 
We took your mom's car, Harley? Yeah, we took her truck that one time. To where? Where were we going? We didn't go anywhere. We were looking for Albert's work because he was at Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. And I didn't have my driver's license yet. I just yeah. had a permit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom my mom knew it, too. She did, huh? Yeah, she knew it because we didn't fucking change the stereo back. <laughs> <laughs> We changed the radio so station. We are so dumb. Are so dumb. We changed the radio station and forgot to change it back. Did I ever tell you this story about my fucking dumbass cousin Jason? And Tony can, can contest how crazy that motherfucker yeah, is. Yeah. He's had drinks with him. Um, <laughs> but even Leanne you. was telling me that she was having shots with you, Tony. Who? Really? Uh, Leanne, yeah, we were having with... shots. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she was having shots with Jacoby, too. He doesn't remember. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So uh, one time we went over to his house in Oceanside and uh, he knew of this one house that had a go-kart and um, was under a curtain and everything. And he made it seem like, oh, yeah, this is my friends. You know, it's been borrowed once in a while, whatever. And I'm like, but I'm like, something doesn't feel right, man. So we're like, we're going in, in the dark. It's like, why don't you just fucking ask the guy, you know, like <laughs> we borrow it. So why are we going there at night? You know, and he's like, and he's looking at it. He's like, he's pulling the curtain over. It's like, it's right here. It's on the side of the guy's house too. Pitch dark. It's all, it's completely dark. Just before cameras, you know, before ring, before all that shit, you know, before the, you know, even floodlights, he didn't have that. So we're, uh, taking the curtain off, we're pulling the go car, we're pulling it. I don't know how he was going to fucking hotwire or what the fuck he was thinking. So we're trying to pull it. And sure enough, the fucking owners of the house pull up right oh when we're doing that gosh. shit. So we start running and it's fucking point break. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves reeled in this. We're running through the back. We're running through the backyard. The guy like gets out of the car, starts chasing us. We're running this backyard, you know, full on point break style. Uh, there's a fence with a lock on it. My fucking Jason just straight up fucking front kicks the shit out of it. That shit breaks. I mean, you know, when you, when you're nervous, when you're scared to death, mm-hmm. you get that, you get that strength that you don't know where it's from. But oh it was, yeah. It was almost like a, like a street fighter dragon kick, you know, it was, it, mm-hmm. it could have been, you know, everything. So he, we run and he just like thunderclapped when it happened, when he kicked seriously it. just like, Brah! you know, just blew up, you know, it was crazy. Like combo. So we were running and he just fucking highest kick, you know, it's like one of those, uh, Undertaker kicks where you kick you in the face. Oh, yeah. So high. So he kicks the fucking door. That thing breaks. So I'm like, Oh, cool. So we, so we run out through there. The guy's still chasing us. And it kind of led to like the back, like his backyard was like all this, like there was almost like a little ravine. So we're running down there. Cause we, we never looked back. We, we just weren't looking back. So we're sliding down. So it was a little muddy, we're sliding down, running. He runs, he fucking jumps over the thing, clears it. Right. So I try to clear it. I jumped a little too early. So my left foot gets stuck in the water in the mud. I'm like, I'm like, fuck. So we get out. I, you know, I, I look back. The guy stopped chasing us. We run up the hill, run up the hill and we got away. And we're just like, our, my heart was racing. He's over here laughing his ass off. I'm like, fuck you, man. What the fuck? What the, why were we doing this? He's just laughing. He's like, I just wanted to drive the thing. You know, I'm like, drive the fucking thing. I'm just like livid, man. This motherfucker, dude, always made me do some dumb ass shit like that. You know? Uh, I got another story too, but maybe we should, you know, leave these little, <laughs> little spoilers, you know. But um, yeah, fuck, yeah. man, it's just like yeah, I feel like you don't live as a kid if you only dumb some dumbass shit, you know. It's just uh, it's just part of life, you know. Yeah. But like, it's funny how you remember so vividly, right? Some dumbass stuff like that. So, it's, I think a lot of it goes to show, um, like what we did for entertainment before the internet. Yeah, especially went outside and did shit. You know, as kids, you know, I mean, it's like 
now Tony has a program where he, he graffitis uh, New York City, London. Yeah, he, just, he goes all over the world and spray paints yeah. and get in trouble. You know, it's funny. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, uh, you know, somebody's writing that program or some shit. Oh, um, it's like, I mean, it's like, you know, I was like, out that old ISC cap, side of your party's hat, fucking put it on. <laughs> get your um, boombox out. You know, it's like when, when old Albert used to stay the night when we lived there in Carlsbad and we just ride our bicycles. Yeah. That's all we did. We just ride our bicycles. Yeah, all Tony. Tony would come over, spend the night. We'd we'd run down to AM PM, stock up on some snacks, and just play the NES games all night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did that. With you. Greatest time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. worries, no work, no nothing. Just yeah. the stress of trying to beat a goddamn Battletoads level. Yeah, in, in perfect unison. Right, Tony? Oh God, it's, it's stuff of nightmares, man. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Harley, what's the game that gave you the most fucking frustration besides Clash Royale? Because you fucking quit that game, you old bitch. You're a quitter. I'm Clash, still mad you for that. Clash Royale for life. Um, I'm still playing it. What game gave me the most frustration? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm you know without thinking about it. But just say, go down the list because I, I got like I, I know that the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one was for me. What about you, Tony? Yeah, the water level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never beat uh, Super Mario Brothers, right? What? Like I never, I never beat those those Mario Brothers. I just didn't have the the whatever. Whoa, 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 dude, you yeah. you gotta fucking fix that, dude. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's unacceptable, right there, my friend. You, dude, I'll get you. I mean, I get you a little small and yet whatever. Dude, no, I'm no, telling you, you can't live your ever... life without not beating it, dude. That's just a right, feel right. right. Oh, there's a um, in my heart, Harley. Come on. No, crazy. but here was the this was the thing. Um I uh I was on the kick when Super Nintendo came out and it had um Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. You uh if you beat the game, this is how what was that? Oh yeah. If you beat the game, it would show you like a picture of the characters yeah. at the end. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you beat it without losing a round, Ooh. it would show you a picture of Chun Li naked. No, oh. <laughs> no, with like like all the characters and the finishing bosses. And then if you beat the and this was on like hard level, like the level seven, Jesus. Remember, like they had the difficulty level. And because I would just play it over and over and over right. and over and over again, I yeah. could I could beat it fairly easy even mm-hmm. on the highest level you know each one had kind of a, a little hack you could just find sure. the you know zeng if you would just have to jump straight up and kick them every time you came mm-hmm. they all had their sort of you know routines right but yeah, if you could beat right. it on if you could beat it on level seven beat every round and get a perfect mm. on every round in other Damn. words not take any damage right, right right then it would show you just a picture <laughs> mind you it's not like Vanna White would come to your house and blow you. No, it was literally just a picture on the screen. While you said this whole story, Tony's already seen all the pictures online already. Oh, of course. <laughs> it only took him 30 seconds. Yes, of course. And it was like all the characters with like peace signs, like peace, yeah. brother. Like that was a, that was, you know, what would you call that now? A, and did uh, you, did you see all of them? Did you get everything? Uh, I can't remember if I actually did accomplish it. Mm. Um, but I remember it was frustrating to to try. 
sure. to, you know, because you'd get half, you'd get to the end, right? And then bison, you one damage or something, you're like one you damage all over again. Yep. Yeah, that would draw. That'd be ooh. Yep. Man. All right. So, so yeah. yeah that was. What games ever made you throw your controllers in? That was it. Okay. Well, and then obviously Madden playing you, <laughs> your cheatness. Oh sure. You like Denali. Go ahead and keep saying you cheat. I cheated one time with Denali. He acts like it's like that's all I've ever done. I was like, what about the hundred times I beat you without cheating? Fucking forget to mention that, you sick bastard. You know, so I know Art plays Madden, but he don't want none. Fucking don't even try Art. I haven't played the newest ones or any of them, but just give me a controller in my hand. It's fucking over with. I'm telling you right now. But N64, uh, Rest No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000, untouchable. Untouchable. I don't fuck around with that one, dude. That's my games right there. Even Def Jam Vendetta. They use the same engine. I'll rip shit up with that one too. But Battletoads would fucking drive me crazy. I even remember the first Tomb Raider in PlayStation not knowing where the fuck to go. And there was just like these weird maps and you get stuck there forever and you're trying to do these weird jumps and flips, you know, cause she had that weird awkward way of running and jumping and then you land on a certain rock, you'd slide or if you fell, you, you broke, you, you got killed. That was frustrating too. So. What about you, Tony? Co-op. Co-op? Co-op. Q-W-O-P. What the hell? No, that was fun. I'm just looking through a list of like the most frustrating games. Okay. That was one for you? Battletoads is number three. Dark Souls. Yeah, that was pretty, that was, that was hard. I never, I I, I gave up. I was like, nope, I don't have time for this. Is one of the new Ninja Gaidens on there? Ooh, no. Oh, that game. I remember the, uh, one of the Ninja Gaidens, I made it all the way to the last, to the last boss. And there was an autosave and I happened to autosave with like no health. So I would die oh. at the boss and I'd respawn with no health. <laughs> I was like, fuck this game and I gave up. No. Yeah. I never, I never finished it. I said, fuck it. I was done. And that doesn't bother you? No. I mean, why? Lies. Why, lies. Why, why let it bother me? Instead of throne of lies. Heart <laughs> no way. <laughs> Now that we shit. brought it up, now it's gonna you're gonna have nightmares about it tonight, Tony. Nah, watch. Nah, I, I let that shit slide. You you're full of shit. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. NES had us by the balls like that, just like Skynet. There's no way. Oh, shit. What There's else? no way. You know, maybe if you had some knives out, you can do it. And uh, hey, know. oh, now he wants segways. So um. So we did a little, uh, and it kind of goes into my weekend, but, um, Saturday, um, so yesterday, um, yeah, that's how it works. Earlier in the week, Chris was, uh, Hey, why don't you take Mazzy out for another uh, father daughter date? And I said, uh, yeah, all right, cool. So, <laughs> Is that how you said it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Sound excited. She said Saturday. I need some, I need some time. So, um, I said, okay, cool. So you need some time away from you. Yeah, exactly. So, so we, uh, we went to the gym, uh, had lunch at Subway and then went to see Knives Out. And so I, I had uh, read a review of Knives Out earlier in the week that gave it real high ratings. And, uh, I thought right on and it's packed with stars. I mean, Rian Johnson is the writer and director and, um, He's obviously gone on to direct some pretty big films like Star Wars. <laughs> and, uh, and the then, yeah, exactly. And, and our favorite, 
probably from his his looper. Hell yeah! And uh, I think we, I think I, I saw Brothers Bloom a long, long time ago, and then uh, we we seen Brick I think a long time ago as well. So, anyways, so um, it was interesting. I'm not a huge fan of the genre, sort of the Who Done It, the murder, murder mystery. mystery. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a gigantic fan of that, but. I'm all ears when you got a cast like with Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Coletti. I mean, Christopher fucking Plummer. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's absolutely bananas how, how the star power they got in this movie. And, um, and they came correct from a performance standpoint. Like everybody is batting a thousand. Nice. Ironically, I'd say the least like sort of on point was Anna. Anna, I assume is how you pronounce her. Oh, um, fuck you! Oh, she's fuck you. She's the easiest to look fuck at. You, but fuck I, you. <laughs> fuck I would, you. I wouldn't say her performance was. The, fuck you. Um, I'm literally staring at her picture right now oh, while you're doing your review. I picture know. three of seventy-two and IMDb for I Knives know. Out. I'm saying, and I was my only I'm question was going to ask you how she did, and you're going to no. So, so the ironically, she she's not played. Her character is not sexy. Her character is is a boring nurse. Uh, yeah, she's dressed in sweaters. Like, tell me how it goes. I'm out. She's like this morally <laughs> pure. Uh, you know, I can't go into spoilers, obviously. Uh, she's like this more morally pure uh, nurse, personal nurse. I mean, if you didn't, your mom ever say if you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> if you don't have something sexy to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thurgood. Thank you, Thurgood. <laughs> knows. MCPC, we're in the same wavelength. So, um, where was I? Uh, you already broke my heart. I don't even care. Oh, I, I, know, I know. Well, I mean, you, know, you can watch the movie, just but I mean, if you want to see her, like, why, you to, why, why did you have to say that though? You could have just said how much, how great the movie was. I didn't say it was great. Oh, <laughs> so so um, say something. Well, I keep getting interrupted, motherfucker. <laughs> Tell him something, Joe. <laughs> So she plays this. She oh, can't. Oh, she can't. Okay. Yes, we got it. You don't like her. Move on. No, I didn't say I don't like her. I just said like you said it in a. You said it enough. I could tell in your voice. I could hear it in your voice. You big meanie. Should, should I just give. How did everybody else do? <laughs> How did you? What's the movie like? Murder mystery, right? Cool. Should I just give my rating? Yes. I'd give it a dollar. <laughs> See, I knew you liked it. I'd buy that for a dollar. Is that so hard? <laughs> Mazzy liked it? Yeah, she loved it. So the big, the thing is, Mazzy loves murder mysteries. It's like she's just kind of picked up on it. Like she's seen Clue like a thousand times. Remember we watched it on the podcast uh-huh. a couple years ago. Um, so I'm going to have to start finding like good, Good murder mystery. So podcasters, listeners, you're, you are, um, I'm going to give bonus points to, uh, the best, the best murder mystery recommendation for an 11 year old. God damn. So specific. What a murder mystery for an 11. It can't be like, you know, like, uh, gone girl. I mean, you know, it's, (laughs) 
not like she's 11, right? I don't need Fincher films. All right. Well, you know, I don't, I don't need her to be watching, uh, Zodiac. That's, all right. Well, you're being a little bitch. That's why. <laughs> Same. So I'll, I'll go to mine. I saw Final Destination Part Three with Chris. <laughs> you're only 10. How about that? I'm going to walk all over your review just like you walked all over mine. So what else is new? You remember, yeah, part three, student's premonition of a daily roller coaster ride saves her life in a lucky few, but not from death itself, which seeks out those who escape their fate. So I got this DVD pack and uh, it's one of the weird ones where you open it up and all four discs are behind each other. So, you know, how some of them you open up and each one has its own little tray. You ever yeah. had one with multiple, yeah, multi-disc, yeah. This one, for some reason, has all four, one after the other, after the other. So Stacked on top of each other. Yeah, so this Friday, he's like, he's like, he's like, you watch part three? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So he's, he takes out the disc, right in the disc. If you look at the cover of Final Destination, it's like roller coaster going upside down. He looks at me with this fucking face of joy. He looks at me, he's like, roller coaster? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, my gosh. He's like, oh, my gosh. He's like super excited, puts it in. And he just knows. It's, watching them back to back so closely, it's it just works so perfectly because he knows like the rules. He knows that you know, he knows someone's gonna have a vision. He knows everyone's gonna fucking die. Uh, he knows he can't escape death. And the number one eighty is throughout the film, uh, throughout the, all the movies, which is really cool Easter egg. And uh, in fact, uh, a little interesting tidbit: Jeffrey Reddick, who created the Final Destination series, he can be seen in two of my Monster Palooza videos. Um, one where he's talking to Heather Langenkamp from, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And another one, he was working on a movie called Dead Awake, which I haven't seen, which I feel bad because I was talking to Jesse Bradford from Hackers. And I just told him how I, I just said, and I wasn't bullshitting him. I had recently just watched it and then I was talking to him about it. Um, he played Joey, if you don't remember. Um, so yeah, he pulls in the disc. He's like, Oh my God, roller coaster, right? Goes in and it's, and it's the one. And cause this is the funny thing too. There's a lot of one, all these movies that start that. You don't see these actors anymore. <laughs> like, it's almost like, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. But the, this one, oddly enough, has two. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ramona Flowers oh. herself, and Amanda mm. Crew. Um, both super hotties. And it's just funny. And there's, and I'm looking at one dude's name right now. Motherfucker, dude, this motherfucker's name is Texas Battle. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, no, is this name like in the character name or did they mess it up? You know, like this is his character, not the real name. His real name is Texas Battle, son. What? Dad knew what his last name was and thought, you know what? Let's call my son Battle, son. Or Yo, Texas. I've never, I've never seen that before. Because yeah, his, his name in the in the in the movie is Luis Romero, right? Not as cool. Mm. But his fucking real name is Texas Battle. That's just crazy. So sorry, but yeah, again, you watch Final Destination movies, you know exactly what you're getting into. You want to see a, a, um. Uh, amazing kills and, uh, crazy scenarios and you get it, you know, the acting, they just, they get a little subpar, but you know, Mary Elizabeth, she was cool and we know her, you know, it's from, and it's fucking Ramona Flowers. So it's like, you, it's kind of hard not, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's so like dated too. It's so hilarious because she's got a digital camera and she's taking pictures for her, um, for the yearbook. And then her friends are like, Oh, why don't you take pictures of those two? And they got the full on, remember that fucking jumpsuit? Pretty young. I think yeah, and this for sure. Remember those goddamn sweatsuits girls used to wear back in the day that Paris Hilton made fucking famous? You know what I'm talking about? Like jacket no. and pants combo, like a running suit. She had them on all the time. Well, there's a scene where um, these two girls are wearing them, and 
Remember, you guys remember Whale Tail? <laughs> yep. That Tony remembers. Harley's like, what? Tony, explain to him what that means. He don't, he's fucking lost. <laughs> What's the shape that you see when a thong is sticking up uh, over the pant line from behind? It remember the Lita? Same as a remember, whale. Remember, remember Lita, Harley? Sticking yeah, in yeah. the water. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what a whale tail is. So. Okay. You just weren't impressed? Yeah. You, you were never a fan of it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, moving I'm on. I'm not a fan of your view. That's, that's the issue. Oh, I see. Oh, I get it. Okay. Someone's, I mean, a, you know. someone's a little butthurt. Okay. Oddly enough, the popularity is up 308 on Final Destination 3. How weird is that? It's kind of odd, huh? Especially for a part three. So. But yeah, so she leans over and she's like, sees these two girls are leaning over and they got the full on whale tail and they got these suits and it's like, wow, this movie is like so of its time. It's, it's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, that she does. And then I'm dozing off, you know, cause I, we had, I got some pizza, of course. We're sitting there eating. I'm dozing off, waking up. And I remember he, he goes, Oh, she's going to get burnt up. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. They go, you know, spoiler, they ain't seen part three. They go get their, uh, suntan and, um, Fucking bed called suntan. Fucking machines called the suntanning bed. Whatever you know. Again, there they get stuck. And 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 did did I not fucking forget? There's some big ass titties in that scene. Not from one chick, but another one. Mm. <laughs> so I'm waking up a slumber. I look up. I see titties on the screen. I look over at him. He's got the biggest eyes on his heads, and I'm like, that's whatever. That's titties. What are you gonna do? Right? It's a <laughs> horror movie. He's gonna see them. Right? We all saw titties when we were little. I was like, here you go. I was like, Merry Christmas. Congratulations. Like I said, I was just on my way. I'm like, whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, I think for me, one of my first was Sharon Stone. In which movie? Pro, like Total Recall or some shit. Like just a side nip kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Like I was young and yeah. yeah. You were like, oh shit. That's some titties. But then what about the triple titties? Well, that's later in the movie. Right. So that was your second. <laughs> that was the second and second and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that was your second and third, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, how funny! You remember your first uh, big screen titties, Tony? Oh yeah. Which one? Uh-oh. I have no idea because Uh-oh. I saw it through the hole in the back <laughs> of a couch. Um, <laughs> my while my parents were watching some 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 Mexican movie. It was all in Spanish. That's all I remember. And, uh, and my, and, and they sent me to behind the couch. They're like, Hey, go, go behind the couch. And I'm like, okay. You know, like that was their they way. They knew of, something was coming up. Like, yeah. Yeah. They knew something was coming playing. up and that was their way of making me close my eyes. But yeah. little did they know that like on the bottom of the couch, there was a little hole that I have like, I could see through and I could see like, like, now, like let, two now, thirds you, of the did, screen. Did you, did you make that hole? <laughs> I, I made it bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I could see like two thirds of the screen. Um, and I don't know what was happening, but it, it, it looked like, this is what I remember. There was like a, like a Mexican general and he looked like he was evaluating women and he would, they would, and he would go, yeah, okay, next one. And she'd come like in her little thong bikini and, and just, just the bottom, right? No top. And right. like he'd hug her and like pat her ass and then the next one would come in. And that's, and that's all I remember. But I Tony, saw that when I was, Tony, I, your, your parents were watching a porno. <laughs> my parents were fucking watching a porno. <laughs> And they, didn't, they forgot, and they're like, oh, Tony, you got to get me on the couch. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, yeah, you probably. Go 
Well, I mean, every Mexican movie is a porno, half porno anyway. You know what's funny? I'll ask you what you did, I don't know, uh, yesterday around 4.30. You won't remember a goddamn thing. Nope. But this story, you remember it fucking vividly. And I <laughs> yeah, it, I remember and I that. For it. And that's all, yeah. No, and I got caught. Oh, you did get caught? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because they paused it. They're like, do you hear that? <laughs> they could, they could hear the me. They were hearing. They could hear me. Yeah, like, just breathing, really? I guess, or something. And uh, like because I was like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> or oh something. My god. I don't know. Oh my god, I don't remember. I don't remember what, but I just remember I got caught. I remember that's that's what I remember is that I was back there. I was like peeking through the hole, and because uh, I use that hole for other movies too. Because they sent me back there for a child's play when like a gory scene was coming on, and yeah. I peeked my ass. Uh, my nosy ass was. Just, Peeking of that movie too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. I just got deja vu. We were talking about that. You yeah, you mentioned that story. That's so fucking funny. I want the only. I wish we would know what that movie was. Right? I'd love to I, review it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I believe uh, that'll be Tony's I'll, I'll make sure uh, to later, up. like the year of twenty twenty. At something. the next, at the next uh, dinner with my parents, I'll make sure to ask them. Remember <laughs> <laughs> you guys were watching that movie? I was like four years old. Oh my god! So that was your and it, and how were the tit- how would you rate the titties in our in our rating? Uh oh, they they were dollar. I'd buy. Oh, they were dollar. Definitely buying for dollar. Yeah. Okay. Well, back then they're all natural too, right? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, they've had fake titties since well into the eighties. You know, you know which one mines were? Yeah. Go ahead. Mines, mines was from uh that movie, just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Do you remember that movie? No. It was a comedy where a chick liked this dude, um, but she pretended to be a dude. And then she was hanging out. She was. She became like one of his best friends. Man, we might have to fucking watch this on the podcast. Shit, look at that. 1985. You remember that? What's it called? Just one of the guys. The poster, yeah. Terry Griffin is about to go where no woman has gone before, and she's like in the locker room, so she's always trying to avoid, like, you know. Terry feels discriminated against when the summer jobs at Sun Tribune go to two guys. He decides to do something about it. She dresses like a guy and gets a haircut. Well, students at other high school notice. Girls notice him. So yeah, it's this weird like. Oh, I remember this movie. You remember I remember it? this movie really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, okay, so do you remember the scene then? Oh yeah, I remember this movie. Yeah. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> Shit. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Do I have to assign it so I can watch it? Oh, totally, you, <laughs> dude. I haven't seen it in fair, but dude, it, it is hilarious. All right. Um, but when she released them, fucking fun. I was like, release the hounds. <laughs> yeah, you're like you, you're like, oh yeah, she a girl, right? The truth is, I don't remember the scene you're talking about. I just remember the movie. Okay. Yeah. And Sean Fenn's in it, too. I'm looking at it right now. We just got a sounder from Tony behind the couch. <laughs> that's why my parents, that's why I got caught. <laughs> the, the couch parents were like, were like, like, what the hell? Did you hear that? What are the springs broke? What the hell? <laughs> Feel the bumps in the bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so of course I you know so I get I get Final Destination a dollar <laughs> part three. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh man! So then on Saturday night we watched the the the, the fourth one, which is titled The Final Destination. And all enough to part three and part four were messing around with 3D. So a lot of the deaths were in 3D, and so a lot of them were coming at you in the camera. So, Harley, do you remember this one where the very beginning takes place on a NASCAR race? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And there's like a catastrophic, you know, 
Oh, dude, it's the craziest thing. Like, motor oil gets slipped on the ground. There's fire. Yeah. Like, the fucking uh, tire yeah. goes flying and takes the chick's head off. And, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. So this one, I was wide awake. And uh, wide awake. and Nick Zano, well, I don't think he's he's done a lot of TV stuff. But uh, he used to host this show, MTV's Movie House. Um, but he's such a – he plays Hunt. He's such a prick in this movie. Like, just a <laughs> womanizer. He's a prick. And uh, he is in a cabana, and it's slowly doing the camera pan where the camera's like uh, over the shoulder, and you, and of a woman, and he's lying down, and I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. And I was like, oh, 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 crew, look away, turn behind you, you know. I, I should have done the Tony trick and throw him, throw, just throw him behind the couch. <laughs> so he he closes, he turns his head over, and I'm just like la 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 singing, and the chick won't fucking stop, and she's having the most greatest sex ever because she can't stop fucking moaning and going to me oh jesus christ this is the fucking the worst, worst father ever this is the worst part of or the best father if you ask yeah that. i can't yeah no I, I, i'm telling you he's you know so this and this is the worst part okay we're watching on the ps4 okay and i'm trying to use the controls on the ps4 but i don't know which one's fast forward and rewind and pause yeah, oh, like, yeah i forget you literally put the like moaning on loop <laughs> it, it pretty exactly right that's it it pretty much could have been. It just is. Oh, 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 exactly. oh. I'm just like so singing, like da 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 da. da. You know, I found that like Christian Bale yelling at his cast members. Oh, good for you, la da 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 da. I'm trying to fast forward, fast forward, and I'm like, this is the fucking longest sexy on earth. How long does it fucking go for? You know. Then he finally, finally fucking finishes. He goes the next scene. I'm like, all right. I'm like, who turn around? And I say to myself like. How many fucking times when I fell asleep, but he watched other ones, you know? So I'm trying to think, are there any in one or two? I'm like, whatever. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> so you're saying 20 years from now when Crew is recording episode 48 of his podcast, he's going to say, I remember the first orgasm I watched on TV. My dad tried to talk over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'll be, it'll be final. And it, oddly enough, it was Final Destination 3. There you go. You know, hey, everyone has their first, right? You yeah. Know? I mean, Tony, Tony has a twofer because I, I, I was going to ask you, um, you ever had that uncomfortable um, experience watching a movie with your parents and there's a sex scene? It's the most uncomfortable feeling of all time. I was uncomfortable right? until I moved back home when I was 27, 28. Uh-huh. And then I just found it hilarious. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the story? <laughs> At that point. Yeah. Um, because my, like... My brothers, they were the, they were all old, and then my littlest brother, he was like sixteen or something, and so, yeah. you know, it was everybody was like we're all adults, but you still have to like yeah. oh put it on mute, close your eyes. I was like right. I don't turn my head, fuck that. And so, yeah. but like yeah. when I had the control, I would right. like pause it. I was like oh, are we supposed to do something? Is it break time? <laughs> I just pause it right on the spot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, anybody want something to drink? Tony's like getting up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I want a refill? Have a, Have a coconut smile. Have a coconut smile. I'm yeah. pushing play again. Oh man, yeah. This one's got some gnarly tire death scenes, engines. Uh, a guy gets pushed through a fence and, it's, and, he, and he starts falling into pe- like chunks and pieces. Thread. Um, a hot little milfs in this, and um, all the setup is great too. The fucking setups are great, man. It's almost like Acme Looney Tunes, you know. These kids are like, hey, let's let's throw these rocks. Let's see if we can throw them at that sign. Of course, this guy's working on one of those lawnmowers you sit on, right? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, hmm, rocks, lawnmower. Mm-hmm. That's a bad combination, right? 
Um, so yeah, so then, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot, again, more, more cool deaths, you know, in 3D, a little more elaborate, but, um, um, but the acting gets a little, a little subpar every time, which is kind of a bummer, but, uh, you know, we're there to see the deaths. Considering it wasn't the strength of the movie to begin with. Yeah. Or the franchise, that is. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they had the, uh, big, at least, you know, Devin Sawa and Ali Larder, you know. Yeah. had big names in, so. Um, but you really don't need much, right? I mean, you can be, dude, if they had, if they asked me to be in it, dude, I'd be like, done, whatever. I'll be the person to die in, you know? But yeah, Final Destiny, so the whole series, they're just all dollars, man. They're fun, you know? We enjoyed them. I'd buy that for a dollar. There's one more in the series, and I think I have it on Blu-ray. In fact, one of them too, oh, in fact, when you put in part three on DVD, it asks you if you want to, uh, it's almost like pick your own adventure. Like you can choose like their past or something. Hmm. It gives you an option, which I thought was kind of interesting. the movie differently, probably. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, so that was cool. Uh, and then, and then I saw Teen Wolf again this morning, or yeah, today. I don't the know. Michael J. Fox one. But yeah, that's later. That's no brainer. I can right. that song. Yeah, especially when he's playing basketball with a fucking thirty-five-year-old, supposed to be in high school. <laughs> you know, they try to make it. They try to. They try to um, say he's like, oh, you know, he's. He's like, well, he's 20, you know, cause, uh, he, he was in jail. He did some time and he got pushed back. I'm like, yeah, bro, but he still looks like he's fucking 35. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. But yeah, but love, my love for werewolves, love of get on top of a, a car and surf. You guys ever done that? Surf on top of a car? While it's moving? Yeah. No. While it's moving? Yeah, while it's moving. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's that. I need. Thing. That's it. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Oh yeah, trailer talk. I wanted to ask you. You got all see the new James Bond movie? A trailer? I didn't. Okay, Tony. Nope. Okay. Well, I'll let me just touch touch on it, and I'll just say it was amazing. Mm. Oh, but Harley might not like it because Anna de Armas is in it, and we know how much <laughs> she fucking. Is she really? Oh, okay. so, so you know, even though she's dual wielding, looks badass. Um, but he's got a car with two mini guns coming out of the headlights, and he fucking does donuts and kills every motherfucker on screen. Hmm. Harley, he might like that. And there's a motorcycle scene. Oh, there you go. It's going up the stairs, and it's this cool like above like aerial shot where he's going up the stairs, and at the very last part, he jumps off like he's you know he elevates and lands on top of a platform of like this one you know area. It just looks amazing. It looks awesome. Oh. This, this is Daniel Craig's, you know, last time as Bond. Yeah, it's, dude, it's looks amazing. So this is directed by the dude that did the first season of True Detective, and uh, he was gonna do this. He was gonna he was gonna do it, the first one. Um, he's, I saw he's like I think he's given writing credits. Yeah, he's writing credits for it because he was supposed to direct it, but he also um, he did that movie Sin Nombre. You guys remember that one? Well, those kids like in South America were jumping on top of trains to. Yeah, to go to another country. Sounds, Remember that? It was very right. gritty and shit. Yeah. Well, we but we all saw um, the other the last the only movie he's done, or not only, but uh, that Netflix original with um, um, Beast of No Nation. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. That was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. I mean, right. it wasn't a Bond flick. It was like a heavy drama, right. you know. Right. But yeah, yeah, but it looks cool. You know, he's got like the old like a. Uh, 
It's just a cool title. It's Daniel Craig's last one, so I'm sure he's going to go all out. And it just looks fucking badass. And there's some villains from the last ones who come in it. So Rami Malek looks like he plays the bad guy. It looks, it looks, uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, interesting. So if you've watched the other ones, you, you know, you'll recognize him and why he's in it. You know, one of the problems. How was he in Lives Out since you never talked about it? Uh, He's good. Yeah. I mean, he plays this quirky, like American, southern accent that's what i heard yeah yeah and it's it's supposed to be like over the top um so when you expect a british accent daniel craig bond and you get this like you know quirky louisiana slang like (laughs) i love it oh um there's a there's a i think a television show that that the character is sort of similar to like this over the top from the 80s or something um uh, but it's it, it the, the movie's uh, has a lot of comedic elements to it. Man, I wish I you would have mentioned all this in your review. But. Yeah, no shit. And then there's a, some social commentary as well. But um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But uh, you any interest, Hardy? Because you used to be a big Bond guy. Well, so what I was just gonna say is <clears throat> one of the things that's that's tough is you know when Bond made a name for himself, Hollywood hadn't flooded the theaters with sort of the spy action drama, right? I mean, Bond was kind of like the one and only that, you know, we saw big budget. And since then, obviously the Mission Impossible franchise has turned into a very Bond-like, you know, franchise. Um, even the... series. With a what? Oh, yes, of course, the Bourne series, big time. Even the Fast and Furious franchise turned into kind of this spy, like, you know, we got to get to this place and we got to steal this so we can get, you know. And so we've seen a lot of franchises do essentially what the Bond franchise has done. And and they have, when they introduced Craig, they left the -the over-the-top Bond. You know, I mean, like the last Bond flick with Pierce Brosnan, Right, which I always, always, always a fan of. The villain literally had like diamonds impregnated in the side of his face. I mean, that's how like yeah, impregnate, impregnated in the side of his face, and that's how like over the top this movie was. But since we've gotten Daniel Craig's, they've taken it a much more serious, heavier tone. Yeah, but you're always a fan of the cars and stuff. I was always a fan of like the over the top spy gadgets and shit and and so um you know doing that less and less on this one right yeah yeah craig is an an outstanding actor and the movies are very they're like they're kind of like what nolan did to the batman franchise where he he turned them into like character dramas and so um you know it's a tough balance it's a tough thing to make bond still relevant in today's day and age i think with so much competition and and so many so many movies vying for your attention the big ten I'll be curious. check out the trailer yeah i mean i'll i'll watch the movie so it's like i'm not in a hurry to watch the, sure. the trailer um you know i don't know that i'll see it in the theater um well speaking of spies too they had a black widow trailer i haven't seen that one either okay so did I, did see, I did see the Wonder Woman trailer. Okay. Yeah. Tony, you a Bond guy? You, you a... I just saw it in, on mute. It looks, okay. It looks like a, like the standard Bond movies that Craig has done. 
and I liked them all, so I, I, yeah. I'll watch this They're one. All good watches. Yeah, right yeah. on. Cool. So yeah, let's talk about the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman one that just came out. Uh, yeah, it looks fine. I've only seen the first one once, yeah. and I never went and rewatched it. And so, um, I, you know, I I remember it taking place during World War One, which was cool. Um, and then this one plays place in 1984, which you know, there's I'm sure there's going to be some sort of um, Orwellian reference in that one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it looked fine. It looked fun. Um, uh, you can tell. I can't think of her name now. Um, uh, what's who's the actress? Gal? Plays? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Um, you know, um, you can You can see she's getting older. You know, and that's what happens when you get these actors and actresses. I mean, she still looks great. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Like, I remember seeing her in her face. I'm like, oh, she's maturing. Like, she doesn't look like a child anymore, like she did. <laughs> You know, six seven years ago, I think when we first were introduced to her, Wonder and, Woman, not Wonder Girl. Yeah, no shit. So, I know that's why I'm I'm happy that she's getting a little older. So, so you, uh, were you afraid to look at her in the other movies because you thought you thought she looked too young? No, I just no no no. I mean, she was going to visit years. You know, she's maturing. I think. Yeah, that's an asshole way of saying she's getting older. Oh, not yeah. trying to sound like an asshole. Oh, it's good. It's a good thing. No, he's she's, talking about her personality. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm trying to find what's the first thing I recognize her in. The first Fast and Furious. Cody, when you right? said that, I yeah. totally did the the hand cupping the boobs. Like, yeah, he's talking about personality. <laughs> Both personalities. <laughs> yeah. Well, the girl so, yeah. in Total Recall must be really, really. <laughs> her personality is awesome. <laughs> so the first time we saw her was in the Fast and Furious movie from 2009. Oh yeah. So that was 10 years ago. And she was born in 85. So she was young when we first saw her. And oh, now she's a 35-year-old woman. Wait, was she legal then? Well, yeah, but she still looked like a teenager, for God's sake. So. That's all. That's all. Tony, what do you think of the trailer? I don't know where this guy's going with this. The trailer looked fun. Uh, yeah, the, the trailer looked like it was just going to continue the same... Um, the story, her story, like it, the, 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 the music was cool. Like it was taking you back, you know, 1984. So it tried to put you back. You in that mood. Monday. Um, so, so that was cool. Uh, I, I liked that there was more use of the rope. Like she was using it more than just, you know, tell me yeah, the, and truth. the costume looked more like the traditional one with the bright colors. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, Angie likes those pair of boots or something. Uh, see, you know, that always bugs me. I was like, oh. is that really practical? <laughs> it's like, is it really easier to kick ass in, in high heels? Like, <laughs> now, were they those? I'm just curious. Were they like sandals like that? No, they were wedges. Like... They're, they're wedges. Oh, they're wedges? Yeah. But I'm like, does bringing your, I like, didn't the I'm Roman, curious. Didn't, didn't, is it, didn't it, the Rome, 300 Romans fucking fuck with wedges? Well, I don't know. And that's the thing. That's what I'm curious about is like, does having a heel help you fight? Because, no, you know, <laughs> I know it'll help you squat, but some Roman gladiators. Then I'll tell you, they'll tell you different. Put on a scene of three hundred, and you can see if they're not fucking around with sandals. No, sandals are one thing, but w- with a heel on it is something else. Like you can have a sandal so wait, with wait, a heel. Wait, I, I got to pause them now. I got to look at them now. Look at the, the yeah. Look at the gold shoe, heels that she's got on. They're, right, the, so she got heels on then. It's a it's a wedge, yeah. And so her a heel is elevated. Oh, I got you. Okay. Whoa, I pause it right when they land. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Thirty second, thirty nine second mark. <laughs> yeah. 
for those following along at home. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Yeah. I mean, you see. I don't know. I, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard being chased by a T Rex in high heels. She I'm d- hey, if girls start wearing like you know high heel wedge sandals now because of the movie, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, you're I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, I just question what their efficiency at kicking ass. That's all. What what you're really saying is Lainey's going to have these in her stockings. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. We'll put them to the test. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know if you can do CrossFit with them. <laughs> exactly. Go, Lainey, here. I, this Got is for the CrossFit shoes. <laughs> if you can CrossFit with these and she fucking – what if she does that, that clean jerk even better than she did before? Oh, I'll buy you a, a glowing golden rope right away. So th- this is my defense on those on those boots. Um, even though I'm just staring at her gams, because goddamn what gams? Yeah, her legs. Come her, on. Oh, her legs. I've he's keeping, it, he's, he's keeping it with the the era of the movie. You know exactly. Thank you, Tony. Um. So in in the comics, they draw them like that all the time, right? And they do incredible things in heels and stuff. So if, if you're being fair to the comics, cartoons, and you draw them like that, and they can do all that shit. You know, because everything's always impossible. Because like, like, how does you know Spider Man stick to the wall when he's wearing Nike shoes? You know, still does. Um, so yeah, it's she's like, comic movies. Yeah, she's running around sliding, and if, you know, she pull them off. Cool practicality in a superhero movie. I mean, you know, we're pulling we're pulling strings here, right? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, they look cool. But I but I get your point, and I see it. But uh, yeah, she's running around sliding. She's kicking. So. So it's cool. Well. Looks cool. Absolutely. But it just, you know, it I won't, I won't take Amazonian that away. Amazonian princess to do that kind of shit, though, right? It, maybe not, that's what it is. Everyday yeah. woman can wear. Yeah, everyday right? woman might might have some trouble, but she can she can do it. Yeah, and then Kristen Wiig and look good. Like Kristen Wiig. What's that? What was that funny? You say look kick ass and look good at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. See, and Kristen Wiig's in it. I love Kristen Wiig. She's cool. It looks like I, I couldn't tell what her role was going to be, so I'm very. I think she plays that cheetah character. Comedic back up. But that's no, 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 no. I don't think that, so. It's got that. Uh, Watch Batman the fucking trailer feel. if you're gonna have an opinion. Yeah, it's got the Batman Returns feel. I saw the trailer, bitch. Just watch it better. <laughs> <laughs> watch it better. I love it. I say, watch it better. Oh, uh, right there. Watch so, it. <laughs> yeah, watch it better, Harley. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm getting that vibe of like uh, Jim Carrey, The Riddler, Batman Forever, or um, Catwoman, Batman uh, Returns. Vibe, you know, she's a nerdy character and becomes a villain because that one scene when she comes out in a dress, like, oh, look, she's uh, out. yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, the serum, and she's all cool now or something. So, I'm just loving the bright red and gold on the fucking costume, it just looks like an actual costume. So, and you fucking come on, man, you, you get my 80s nostalgia with the new New Order Blue Monday. I just hate when every trailer uses it and they remix the song that you know. Mm-hmm. So the trailer, it's like, all right, all right, it's come on. I mean, they were even having the running with the drumming. It's like, all right, we. Get well, they, they they got a lot riding on this one because this is their the, the DC universe movie that did well and like no, like it was a big hit. It's what they were banking, so they're banking on this one to yeah. to do gangbusters, and so they can keep making these. Yeah, and I hope it succeeds. It looks cool. Yeah, no, I mean um, that's great. I mean, woman superhero couldn't be happier for it. So. I mean, why would you want anything to, I mean, to fail anyways? You know what I mean? That's just dumb. Yeah, exactly. I'm not rooting against it. Shit. So, yeah. So there you go. Trailer talk. Booyah. That was it, right? That was all the trailers? But yeah, you guys didn't see Black Widow, which looked cool. I saw Black Widow. Um, okay. 
the, the you trailer. Think? Uh, the I I you the, 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 the family thing, like like the sitting down it's a family. Fun. I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm interested, but I'm hesitant. Like that. that wow, they, they you're interested and hesitant at the same time. I'm I'm interested. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm interested to see what happens, but I'm on this side of the, I'm confident that they'll pull it off. Okay. Like, I just feel like it's, it just felt like it was going to be cringy or something. I don't know. I didn't, it doesn't have my full, my full interest or my full confidence. Well, I'm going to drop a fucking bomb on y'all right now because it says Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, rumored. Boom. Yeah. How about that? Flashbacks, it doesn't right, matter. exactly. But still, the fact that uh, IMDb put on there, it's like, hey, check it out. Yeah, I, I'm excited because I, I, I like her and I like her character, um, especially in the Avengers Endgame, and um, and I feel like she should have gotten a, a movie way, way before um, all the other ones. Um, yeah, and then I'm curious about Florence Pugh because I saw her in Midsummer, and um, she's having, a, she's having a good year. She was in uh, a wrestling movie where she played Paige, fighting with my family. She's in Midsummer, so she had herself a good year. And then Hart, and then uh, David Harbour from uh, Hopper from Stranger Things is in it too. And he puts on a fucking costume. He looks badass. He kind of reminded me of uh, Kick-Ass. Um, he plays Red Guardian. He kind of reminded me of Nick, Nick Cage when he puts on the costume and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Maybe for that's what it was. What's that? Maybe I got the same thing. What's that? The Nick Cage look. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because he's put on the costume and he's like, and it looks like he hasn't worn it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a cool meme where it said, "Uh, in uh, in Stranger Things, he he hates a Russian name Alexei, and then uh, in in Black Widow, he plays a Russian name Alexei." <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the bottom picture, what was it? It said, uh, it was like you and McGregor from Star Wars. It's like, you don't know what, what you want. <laughs> you had to be there. All right. <laughs> I don't know the meme. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't read it perfectly. So uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Next. Next. Uh, what? The homework? Do not. Yeah, play the music. Let's rock and roll. All right. All right. This was this was this was this was This is me just tra- grabbing at something. <laughs> oh no. Well, cuz I signed you the had wave. one. Yeah. I had the wave and then um for a moment I Tanya was on the t- was was a candidate and then Fonzo had seen that. And Fonzo yeah. had seen that. So I just found as quick as I could the next thing. Um this was on Prime, Amazon Prime. So I uh, I threw it out there. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. I had no idea anything about it. I just saw it on Prime, uh, okay, and and it and it had recognizable what actors. Yeah, um, Gus Van Sant directing. Yeah, a huge cast. Jonah Hill, Ronnie Moore, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the rocky path to sobriety after a life-changing accident, John Callahan discovers the healing power of art. Willing his injured hands into drawing hilarious, often controversial cartoons, which bring him a new lease on life. Yeah, uh, yeah, bio- so, biography, so comedy, you should, drama. You should explain this is based on a relatively accurate true story. 
I should. Okay. Well, uh, it, there, it, there, uh, it says based on a relatively accurate true story. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's. It, you just literally said that you wanted him to do it. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't know how much to explain. Tony, you should talk about I don't know how to explain it. Fan directing the movie. Go ahead. Let <laughs> Go the people ahead. know. Thanks. You oh, should wait, wait, I didn't have my mute going on. I'm going to bleep them out. <laughs> it sounds like it's mine. Oh, shit. Sorry. IST tricks are for kids. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin Phoenix playing John Callahan. Uh. Very based on the book by John Callahan. What's that? Based on the so book? Written by John Callahan. Uh, oh, yeah, look book. at that. Based on the book by. Story by. Oh, yeah, it's him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of alcohol alcohol in this movie. I was like... Made Tony thirsty. Yeah, I was definitely thirsty watching this. this... Reminded me of leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's got that feel, in it, feel of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, one aspect of it is that it, it had this non-linear storytelling aspect to it mm-hmm. that I had my head spinning for a bit. And you gotta pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta watch it better. You, you gotta watch it's like, he has a mustache in this thing, but he doesn't have in that thing. His hair's long, his hair's short. He's greasy. <laughs> he's not greasy. He's got glasses. And he's like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. He's in the Yeah. The, the only, the, 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 Easiest one to catch is, oh, he's walking and he's rolling. Okay, mm-hmm. those are two separate. Oh my God. <laughs> the past and the future. Got it. That would, that would be oh one of his comics right there. Oh. <laughs> be walking or rolling. Walking and rolling. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think the title of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got rolling. all kinds of choices for this week's podcast. Yeah. All out of his mouth. Walking. And rolling. I'll write it down. Yeah, I got no, walking down. or rolling. Walking or rolling. Yeah. Yeah, you don't walk and roll. You walk or roll. Walk That's right. Got it. Uh, but, but yeah, it's like it was hard to to um, like be in his corner at the beginning. Like he just sees so such such an alcoholic, and and. Uh, and he's going through, it's, it's just kind of follows him going through the, you know, 12 step alcoholics anonymous process, trying to, trying to, trying to get better. Um, but then flashing back to what led to his accident. Um, and it's, it was, it was kind of a rough, rough watch, uh, at least for me. Thank you. Thank you for saying yeah, that. It was a rough watch. I was having a hard time watching it too. Yeah. And it sucks to say, man, because the talent is all over the place. And it's really hard to say that because every time you got another actor and a good actor, and you're like, okay, cool, but it's just not, it's not vibing with me. It's not, it's not dragging me in, you know. In fact, I'm getting bored in watching the meetings again. I'm like, oh, again, here we go, you know. Yeah, yeah. That first meeting in particular, I, I was like, well, it's it's starting the movie off. Sure. I probably don't need to pay attention, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait a minute, were you programming with this? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there we no, go. No That's doubt. all you need to know. Yeah. yeah, I started it. I started it, and I was like, "Oh God!" As I started looking at my phone, I was like, "There's oh, probably more important things I could be doing than <laughs> listening to people tell their stories about being alcoholics." Um, again and again. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't actually actually programming. I mean, you know, just fiddling around my phone type thing. Um, uh, but there was a there was a point where. 
um, when he started to turn around, that was engaging. That was really engaging. And there was one scene, um, I mean, I don't know how much of a spoiler thing, uh, is there spoilers in this? Is like, is 29, 2018. Well, it's a brand new movie. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't, you know, he, he struggles yeah. with alcoholism. He's, yeah, so he struggles and, and then there's, there's just something one... happens where it becomes a, a paraplegic. I mean, I, I wouldn't say much more than that. Right. Um, but there is, and, and the, and the part that got me engaged wasn't even related to his, his accident. It was related to him becoming better and like the, the relationships that he had to mend. And I was, that, that got me. I was like, Oh, whoa, this is, this is actually really cool. Um, a really cool scene. And the acting that, that was involved in it was, was really cool. Um, but it's, it, it, it didn't, that was only a small part of the movie. The rest of it was, <laughs> it was a rough watch. Yeah. As someone is, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have such the rough time that you guys did. Um, I didn't program through it. I sat through it and watched it the whole time. Uh, you, I could have. You certainly. I was tempted. Uh, I'll be the first to admit. I was tempted to pick up my phone. Um, Phoenix's performance was really good, and if you can't, if you. St- and he, but in and he kind of brings a little of his own. This is a girl. Yes, yeah, she's microwaving some. Um, he, you know, he. I don't want to say he plays himself, but he kind of brings a little Joaquin to each role, kind of thing. Um, and I was thinking as I was watching this, I'm going to pull up his IMDb. He's kind of played this character before. I mean, obviously we've seen him just recently. He kind of plays this loser character quite nicely struggling remember him and her he's kind of a loser good point you know he he in the master he plays a sucker who is following um philip seymour hoffman's character who who plays the founder of scientology but he is kind of a loser kind of a lost soul and walk the line he plays cash is what a fucking raging alcoholic you know um and so he plays this role more than once and he does it he does it very well um but he he does it well enough that the character is almost boring is is it's not it's not over the top like he was in joker at the end it's it's a subtle sort of desperation sort of this um and so there's not a ton, you're not really rooting for him because he's not this hero you know, he is that the antithesis of that sort of, um, you know, you're rooting for him because he's a main character and you don't want to see him die or anything. But at the same time, yet, you, you know, he's like you were saying, he's, you know, he's, he's not really a likable character. He's, he's kind of an asshole, you know? And so it's easy to not sort of be emotionally vested. And then when he starts the, like you were, point out the steps and stuff when he's introduced to the Jonah Hill character. Hill's performance is rather weird. He's like an off character, not off mm-hmm. character, but he's it's kind of quirky and he's, he's it's completely different. Yeah. 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 And, but then he has a scene at the end where he gets all emotional, where he reveals yeah, and kind of explains, him. 
Plains thing. Yeah, and and I thought, wow, that was a really powerful scene and powerful performance from him right there. Jack Black, uh, you know, we get him essentially a cameo in this film. He's he's compelling as the drunk friend at the beginning. We get a scene with him that's a serious at the end, and it's also very compelling. And so it pays off if you really paying attention to the movie and you're and you are vested in the characters but if if you fall for the trap so to speak of of picking up your phone or checking your email or scrolling through your feed or whatever it'd be easy to kind of lose lose interest and it's probably similar to a lot of Gus Van Sant films <clears throat> well and the main thing is that you don't get a lot of backstory to why he was alcoholic at least I unless I missed it but yeah. it just feels he, like it just he, started he was right. A child who who could never forgive his. his well, that's parents. that's what that came up in one of the meetings as like his excuse, but like the meeting showing us, like not trying right. to like, you know give exposition on explaining it. No, like what did the movie show us? Not much. Like we 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 came into it him being in the middle of being. Right. Oh, he's already in the story. It's, yeah, we just yeah, went and, and, and we don't, right in. And we don't really understand, like, what, what, why? Like, why did he have, why, why was he stuck there? Um, because the movie is centered more on the accident and the recovery, the double whammy of, you know, getting into an accident and being alcoholic. And now you've got to deal with both, both of that on you, you know? Um, but, but like you said, we weren't rooting for him. And I think part of it is because we had no idea who he was. You know, we, we had, we had nothing that the film gave us. And even then too, it's hard to like, uh, that scene when they're leaving the strip club and that dude's like, Hey, you guys aren't, um, okay to be driving. You guys are in no condition to be driving. And they just totally ignore him and just are like, you know, Oh yeah. Right. And, it, and you're just like, what a terrible, you know, hardcore decision on both parts. I know, I know. And they make terrible decisions. I know, but it's like, it's just hard, like it's hard to root for someone like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it is. But that's what makes it real, right? And he's good acting too. But I'm just, Which, I was just, right. But but it still didn't make it a good movie because I was still bored out, bored of tears. So, <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, and I'm just thinking right now that that you don't, you're not rooting for him. And like Harley said, that's that's reality. And I think that what that's what makes that one scene toward it's towards the beginning, so it's not too spoilers of him um, talking to the group. And and being like that the, with the one girl, uh, I can't remember her name. Um, uh, the fat girl, like he even brings it up, like you're fat, and like you, you wouldn't know pain if it crawled up your ass or something like that. Like he was pissed, and Uh-oh. she was saying like like he was he was pissed off. He's like, oh, you don't know pain. And then she tells her side of the story, and she still like, but I still I'm so glad you're here. Like even though he went off and like he he insulted her and cursed at her, it was like it was one of those like. She does understand. She has her own story, her own version, her own type of pain. Right. Um, and yeah. regardless of whether, you know, the, you know, he, whether he's easy to root for or not, she's still there for him. And she still thinks, yeah. you know, like, gives him value. I was like, that, that's pretty cool. That is all, yeah. That's, well, I think it's one of those things where, you know, they give him a break because they recognize that, you know, all these people have sort of chips on their shoulders in a sense. You know, the big one is, is he goes into the, to the first meeting and he's a victim and he's like, it's not my fault. 
that I'm an alcoholic. It's, it's their fault, their fault, their fault, their fault. Right. And that first step that, I mean, you know, you probably enjoy the movie more if, if you've actually been through the program or you're familiar with the program, because a lot of the movie is about is the 12 steps and he goes around and asks for forgiveness and it's about a higher power and all these things that Tony should be going through as we speak, you know, but, um, um, so there's probably some of that. Where, ribbon. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't have any reference for, uh, you know, we don't, none of us have a brother that we've had to, you know, send to, to the 12 step program or something like that. And we certainly aren't drinkers or heavy drinkers. I mean, uh, Tony binge drinks a little bit like we all do, but you know, whatever. So anyways, long story short, um, that's a, that's a big part of the film is, is the recovery of the, 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 the steps. Um, but he has to he has to get over that, and that's the first couple steps is that he needs to stop seeing himself as a victim, even though he, he he's had a pretty hard life <laughs> you know all up and you know up until this losing his legs in this car accident that he wasn't even fucking spoiler alert so um but he's got to get over that before he can really start recovering and um and so, and that's, that's kind of the arc that we see. I think, I think the film does a relatively good job in a relatively two hours short term of, you know, a year plus of his life where we see this arc of he is this sort of victim, but is turned, he's his own worst enemy, you know, but at the same time, you know, he's either got to do something or he's going to die of, of just sort of, this um this disease so um you know like i said we've we've seen this genre done before we've seen it i think leaving las vegas is probably the the finest example of it it's also a little more stylized and a little more hollywood than this this almost plays out like a documentary kind of thing in some ways i think that can help that can hurt it from you know from an excitement quote-unquote standpoint so um, but, uh, truth, ultimately I, I still enjoyed it and had a good time. I, I'd give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. But it's not for everybody. I'll be the first to admit. Yeah, it's like a big red hot chili pepper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's yeah. your cute, Tony. Yeah. I'm still struggling with whether I think it's a dollar or a waste of time. Because at, at, at the end of the movie, I was like, yep, uh, it's a waste of time for me. Um, and even going into the review, it was a waste of time. But then just talking about it, um, you know, and the struggles and like, it, 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 it was a good conversation. And we've often said that if the movie leads to good conversation, it can, that can increase the value of the movie. I I think it probably is one of those things, you know, are you a walking Phoenix fan? You'll probably enjoy it. Are you a fan of this genre of sort of the, the, you know, substance abuse problems. Again, if you're a huge fan of leaving Las Vegas, check this out. Um, it's quirky. It's, it's a Gus Van Zandt film, you know, look at his IMDb. If you're familiar with his earlier films and you like them, Check this one out. You, you'll, you'll, you won't be disappointed. This is not 
you know, Disney does Superman kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't uh, Samuel Jackson in a wheelchair. Uh, yeah. It- and scheming. This is not what the movie's about, kind of thing. So. And we, we've we've brought it up before how documentaries and biographies really aren't really fair to be reviewed as entertainment movies, which is kind of what our reviews try to revolve around. Um, sure. I think we even said no documentaries, like we we banned them. Um, if I if I realized this was a biography, I probably wouldn't have assigned it. Um, you know, based on a true story biography, it's too it's because it's a true story it's really hard to 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 review it as an entertainment piece as an entertainment piece it it, it, it it's a waste of time yeah i mean i wouldn't disagree i mean you know uh as you know if i'm trying to think of an example i mean but you could say a lot about the, like dead poet society too in some ways it, you know not exciting whoa, film whoa, 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 whoa. We're still on this one right here is is you know, know there's a lot of movies that aren't exciting to watch they're not fun to watch they're enlightening they're they're engaging sure they, and sometimes they, they that your, your heart rings or something so. and, and, and ex- entertainment doesn't necessarily have to come from excitement entertainment can come from yeah. pondering from puzzling from yeah, you know, absolutely it, but yeah it, it this one it, it didn't hit uh enough notes for me to I guess be entertained by it. Um, Worth through your metric. Yeah, yeah, they did hit my metrics. <laughs> so I, I would, I would say a waste of time for me. That would be a waste of time. Same. That would be a waste of time. Oof, let's see how they did. I'm struggle. Man. All right. That's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. This Hello. is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Angie from Fallbrook. My name is Angie. Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Art from Cali. And <laughs> Donaldo. This is Donaldo. And you, if you leave a message with your guesses at 442-444-0742. Good luck, everyone. Nice. Nice little uh, input there, Tony. Yeah. Call right now at the bottom of the, <laughs> the, bottom of the screen. It became apparent that that was necessary. <laughs> did uh, Donaldo uh, give his ratings for Benny and June last week? Or Dead Posts? Yeah, Benny and June. Because we only did that one movie. He did. He did. What did he say? I don't fucking know. I just know he did it. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's a long way up the list. <laughs> that was awesome. I think he gave it dogs. He gave it a certified D. A certified D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certified D. That's, that's Did we give it a certified D? Shit. Reed got yeah. all three right. Fonzo, did you give it a dollar? Which one? Benny, Benny and June. June. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fonzo or Tony? Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of that D. Okay. So then D's just rocked out four points. There you go. Cool. So what is now? That? Did he have an accent? <laughs> yeah, it was not an italics. 
All right. Well, then Donaldo is tied with Reed in first place for four points. And the champ is is uh, half the points at two. And I don't know. That one fucking guy who likes to hit himself in the head with trash cans. He's only got one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. In order. They all came in like it within the same two hours. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, yes, always easy. My name is Evan, and I am a compulsive gambler. With that being said, here's my bet. Harley is given the homework. Uh, he won't get far on foot. A waste of time. Fonzo and Tony. So I was giving it a dollar. Who the fuck oh, is this? shit, he got it backwards. So that's Evan Smith. He's a, a friend of mine. Uh, he, that's why I realized well, I need to put the phone number on the call or on the, on the, on the podcast itself. Oh shit. You gotta add this guy to the list. What the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> you goddamn right you do. Oh, Elvin Smith, welcome to the podcast. Evan, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. You're making me do work. <laughs> what did you, his uh, name is you Evan. Smith? Evan. Yeah, Evan. Did I come up with Smith or did you... Tony Evan Smith? Evan Smith. And is he a Patreon subscriber or do we have to tell him to fucking give us some goddamn money? No, he's not a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> or, or I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's already scrolling the paper. He's like, fuck, nope. I haven't checked in a while. That's your points, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, do we, we do have lovely parting gifts for you, though. Oh, yeah. shit. I got to fucking add him to the whole story sheet here. Oh, was that an accent or? No. He's just a nerdy white guy. Uh, he's just always a nerdy. <laughs> I legit almost did a spit take all over the fucking place. God damn it, Harley! I had so much. Oh my gosh, I just took a drink too. <sighs> all right, so Beautiful. so you're gonna have to play it again because I'm not familiar with Evan's voice. Oh and I was shit! Thinking, he was doing a voice or some shit. Yeah, I thought it was Donaldo doing a voice. It all almost right. sounded like me. Holy shit, Evan yeah. Smith! Thanks uh, for becoming a. Uh... A Patreon patron. There you go, Harley. Oh, well, did the time that I said something? Oh, you freaking idiot. Way to go, oh, Harley. I think you give him an extra bonus point for being rude. We're going to send Evan out a windbreaker by <laughs> the end of the week. We haven't sent one to Angie or Reed or Dee, but, you know. But Holy crap. All right. Well, uh, welcome. Oh, yeah, shit. Welcome, welcome. I got to add him to that Street our, Fighter music on. We got a new, new contender. I know. It's new so player cool. has entered the ring. This game is going to take a long time. Oh, shit. We're, going, we're moving up to 200 points now. Oh, shit. No, we're going to have to move down to like 12. I tell you, he knows the rules. He knows how, how shit goes down. Everything. Yeah, he's been listening for quite a while now. For What? Yeah, like maybe six weeks, five weeks. Oh, nice. Not sure how many has it under his belt. Um, Dude. Oh, he's getting the feel of it. All right. Yeah. You're welcome. So, okay. So, play his call again. All right. Here we go. My name is Evan, and I am a compulsive gambler. With that being said, here's my bet. Harley is given the homework. Uh, he won't get far on foot. A waste of time. Fonzo and Tony. So I was giving it a dollar. Ooh. Oh, so he, 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 the big squadoosh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, wow. Ah. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. This wasn't an easy movie to to pick uh, too, was so. not. I mean he's trying to get the feel of like our taste and everything and yeah, it's tough 
just yeah. 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 If anything, blame Harley. He's the one that fucking gave it a dollar. You messed up your picks. I'm gonna have to pay. So, unfortunately, Evans in that last place. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing math for over there? You freaking. No, I'm, what are you counting? I'm, having to, I'm not counting it. I'm having to write it down on fucking multiple papers. And what, shit. a zero? You don't know how to write zero? Listen up, bitch. Okay, I'm doing the Why best. Why are you whispering? This ain't ASMR. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen up, bitch. I gotta, I gotta write it, I gotta write it now. Oh, Take it easy, Tiger. All right, just because you fucking did some time and I get all gangster on me now. Damn. Oh, well, you know what? I do love that he's a compulsive gambler, so that I, might you know. I, it's almost uh, an accent, but you know. Okay, but uh, you know that can come in handy later. You never know. It can I, it, backfire. I, it, my initial thought was like D was doing like a robot or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> programmer like you, Tony. <laughs> Tony I thought it was like very like to the point. It was it was loud and clear, and it was like oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, a new fighter in the house. Like, what's up? A great microphone. Yeah. Well, so I, can't wait to, I can't wait to talk shit about you next week, Harley. Tony, I'd love to hear some backstory on our new contestant. What's what's the good word? What's up? Uh, you remember the story I told you, um, about, uh, Lainey and I, uh, being out and having an orgy? She, <laughs> she talked to someone and who, yeah, we, we realized that, that, uh, or he was a big racist or something. Like, do you remember that <laughs> weird story I told? Vague. You know what? You might want to re, re- <laughs> you know, refresh our memories. You know, uh, we, we're she, getting a little so older. Lainey you know, was asking, like, months, so. she was, she was, uh, this is like, this is the, 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 yeah, this is, I remember talking about this. Um, Lainey was asking them where I'm, where they think I'm from. That's right. Oh, that's right. And yes. they were like, yeah, just all over the map. Not on this continent. <laughs> like, not on this hemisphere. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, that's actually the first time I met him. So, okay. Lainey worked with him or like they, they they both worked at CSU, CSU San Marcos, and so that's they how they they knew back, they knew each other. Quote, What's that? They go way back, quote unquote. Way back, yeah. <laughs> she only worked there for like three months or like six months. <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. That's, I mean, I couldn't be happier that we got another contestant. Finally, and, and and without missing a beat. Without missing the beat, you fucking insulted him in like 30 <laughs> seconds in. Like, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Welcome to the family. my boy Tony when he first met him. Did you really? What he does. Yeah. What did you say? Well, he, he didn't insult him. He just didn't recognize that he was a Mexican. I look at Tony and I immediately go, that's a fucking Mexican. That's bullshit. an Ecuadorian. You're a bullshit that's... artist. <laughs> You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> Oh, shit, no. So I you, more races, you didn't give me a chance to explain, but in Knives Out, right? Oh, here we go. Really? The whole, the whole family, all the characters—they're all the family members yeah. of uh, Christopher Plummer. He's the patriarch. They're all idiots, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're constantly being interviewed by by officers, and they keep referencing to uh, 
Anna's character as a different South American or Central American <laughs> country. So they just drop it like she's her, her and her family are from Ecuador. And then the other character comes, Oh yeah, they're, they're from Panama. Great, great people, hardworking people. You know, just those bad cliche stereotypes kind of yeah. thing. Oh, that was she from Uruguay. Oh yeah, the, 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 yeah. oh, it's so funny. It's the D thing. Yeah. It's fucking D. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was funny watching that thinking, oh, this is fucking Ronaldo. <laughs> Well, congratulations on, on playing, but, um, you know, better luck on the extra credit. Yeah. Yeah. He, let's hope he, he did a uh, dead post. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. What up, bad boys? Meg, your homeboy art calling in with this week's assignments. Couldn't think of a fucking, uh, couldn't think of a impress, impression. So sorry. I don't know if I'm going to have any for the rest of the year, but here we go. Uh, oh. Ronaldo, sappy. <laughs> What? I said, uh-oh, that's no good. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo picked Dead Poet Society, which back in the day was highly, highly acclaimed. Oh, he's doing the extra credit. Mm-hmm. He's doing it backwards? Mm-hmm. Shit. Try to skip forward to see if... Um... Bad, it just... It's just an SR, but I had no, no idea what the fuck this movie is about. I think I heard about it last year. None other than that good for nothing MCP he picked. <laughs> Don't worry, he will not get far. But I had no no idea what the fuck this movie is about. I, I heard about it last year. Uh, Gus Van Sant, very controversial director. I saw his trailer, man. I'm actually really interested. It looks really cool. It has a good cast. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of Fat Jonah Hill trying to show off his thighs and stuff, but whatever. So uh, I think I'm going to check this one out. I'm going to check it out. So as to you guys, huh? I, don't, I, don't, I hate to say straight D again. I, I it looks like it'd be an up, uplifting comedy, so I'm gonna say straight D again, and I want to bet 33 points, but I I don't think we're allowed to bet. So otherwise, <laughs> that straight D, that's it. Boring call for me. Take. Uh, yeah, there's no dollar signs. There's no gambling yet. Yeah, let them build up enough. Exactly. Let, 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 oh, you know when they can start gambling at 33 exactly. points. There you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is clever. That is so clever. Uh, when you get to thirty-three, when you get more than thirty-three or at thirty-three, then you start getting. It. Okay, so you got my good pause on. You didn't get it here all wasted time. Okay. okay. Next. Hola, bad boys. You bring me such joys, like your movie rents, and how to eat frozen treats quietly. This week, you will score, without trying to bore, the El Salvadorian's picked Dead Poet Society. Wait, he's doing this who? What? Rhyming. Wasn't he doing a poem? Yeah, yeah well, he did El Salvadorian. Yeah, I thought he was, okay, because not like he was going to do the extra credit. Holly will say this poet society. The El Salvadorian picked Dead Poet Society. Yeah, he's he's him and and Art had him flip. They all got it backwards. Uh no bet for that one. And then even heard of it. Uh and the next film I've never even heard of it. But uh he won't get far on foot. 
No, it's not a Fonzo documentary. It's some sort of art film. I guess you'll tell me what it's like, but I'm going to shoot straight down the middle and say a certified Donaldo. Yeah. At least you got one point. Still doing the math, are they? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I think Tony's trying to figure out that voice. Um, sorry, I sound like crap. I'm still sick. Um, I also want to say sorry for last week. I fell asleep early, so my bad. Um, on to the picks. Uh, uh, don't worry, he won't get far on, on foot. Just a lot. Even sick, he gets them in the right order. I'm gonna title, <laughs> but you know what movie I'm talking about. Um, never seen it, but I want to see it because I think it'd be interesting to see Jonah Hill and Jack Black in a serious role. And from the director of Goodwill Hunting, can't go wrong with that. So. I'm going to say all three of you guys give it a dollar. Damn. Getting everybody. Everybody wants dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who gave it. Okay. Hope you feel better, D. There you go. Yeah, exactly. For real. Hey, Sugars. Call it in for the homework for Don't Worry. He Won't Get Far on Foot. Alfonso's gonna give it a dollar, Harley a dollar, and MCP a dollar. I didn't see any dollar signs on this one, so I guess no betting this time, so there you go. Yeah, you're welcome, most people. (laughs) (laughs) She did a certified D as well, right? Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she got the accent, so. True. True. Oh, that's, that's everybody. That's everybody. Yeah. Including Evan Smith. Sorry, Evan, you have the boringest last name of all time. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but we're glad you're playing. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, where are we at point-wise right now? Go. Uh, Evan Smith, zero. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is although it's good. He's getting early on the week or early on the championship. Obviously, it's only the second week. Benny and June, uh, um, you know, we've seen. You know, he could certainly be a contender. Uh, we got Reed at five, Angie at four, Art at two, and D at five. So D and Reed are tied at five. They're the they are the leaders right now. Booyah! All right, Booyah Shaka. Well, since uh, Donaldo was um, oh shit, what's that? Uh, nothing. Um, oh. <laughs> well, may, well, you guys let me know if this is uh, okay to be on the podcast. But Donaldo's last uh, Patreon contribution was declined. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hey, get your ass down to the bank because like, what are you sending? A dollar, two dollars? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we are we subtracting points, Harley? Uh, Oh, no, the, I mean the game. The game doesn't de- rely like we always said that the game wasn't Patreon, um, oh, right, and then yeah. we said that the 
but the chat group is that's what we ended up i think either we i dreamt it or i think we talked about it i can kick him out of the chat group <laughs> allow me that's gonna be fantastic he's gonna be like what what happened oh this is great how do i do it let's see i'm gonna take a break i'll be right back i gotta right. take a leak and get more. i'll be back all right Tony, you do it. I'm going to go to the bathroom too then. <laughs> All right. All right. Gladly. I'll be right back after these important messages. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this crap report is you go and see it. Uh, no, I didn't kick him out yet. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's what I said. And you have three days to comply. And then, oh, I'll, you... and then I'll kick him out. Or oh, D. you gave him too many. That is too far. I, I was just telling Art, like, D does have a history of. And by Art, he meant. This I mean, again. D, not Art. No, Tony. not D. Tony. <laughs> not Art. Not D. <laughs> Tony. Oh, you were talking you? to me. Yeah, what, the, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Harley was yeah. talking to me. In the past. Are you sure? Yeah. So fix your shit, D. Yeah, that is so yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I just happened to look because I had to check to see if uh, Evan was on. <laughs> and then I see this declined. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, it was Demaldo. <laughs> oh, that is too fucking funny. Yeah. That is too funny. Alright. So, uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'm evil for extra And um, <laughs> he uh, was a runner-up last week, last year's, last year's, last uh, last competition, last season, and last season. There you go. Thank you. And uh, yeah, he came in second, and he chose Dead Poet Society, directed by Peter Weir, written by Tom Shulman. English teacher John Keating inspires his students to look at poetry with a different perspective of authentic knowledge and feelings. Had you guys seen this before? Yeah, yes. we saw it on the podcast ten years ago. Oh yeah, I remember that. I know we talked about it before, but obviously, oh, yeah. it's, it's, totally remember that. It's a long time ago, for sure. Young ass Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Young ass Josh Charles. Well, only remember young him ass everybody. SWAT. And and can we just straight off the bat say fucking Clarence J. Boddicker always plays an asshole, Mister Kurtwood Smith. He is a douchebag in this. You for sure. fucking prick, you. Yeah, he's a prick. So yeah, Robin Williams, man. You know, the the weird sad thing is uh, towards the end of the movie and the similarities to Robin Williams. How how so? What did I miss? The way he died. Oh, I don't know how he died. I don't... Is that a spoiler? (laughs) No, we can spoil the shit out of this movie. That's, that's fine. The movie's fucking right. 35 years old. Um, did Rob Williams shoot himself? I know he killed himself, but I don't know. I thought it... he did. Yeah, he did kill himself. So there yeah. is that. So they come up with parents right or something. Oh, yeah, I recognize that. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're saying that. It was, just... what I'm seeing is hanging. He, he hung himself. With oh, he hung himself? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's always just kind of weird that, you know, the, um, the character, the character, yeah, and then you yeah. know he had 
so so um goddamn talented Robin Williams. You know, we've always, we've talked about on the podcast where yeah. comedians unfortunately have a dark side, but they can do you know comedy you know so well, but then so easily they can do drama. And a lot of times we see great comedians doing great work in dramas. And Robin Williams, you know, from from his quirky characters, from when he, from what I remember, Mork and Mindy, from watching Popeye on TV as a kid, <laughs> um, you know, from doing good, and then seeing his like like really well acting chops and you know, good with hunting. Um, but just undeniably going to stand out for me will be um, his genie in Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire. And, um, That's where Mazzy remembered him when yeah, we were watching. Yeah. And then I remember him as Jack, you know, the kid that grew up real quick and Jennifer Lopez was a teacher. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, so yeah, so, you know, big shots of Ryan The guy was uberly talented. Did a lot of voices. And I think we recently just watched Good, Good Morning Vietnam, too. We've, uh, we did Goodwill Hunting recently, Good Morning Vietnam recently, Miss mm-hmm. Alfire. I mean, his and one hour photo. It, if you've never seen that, that's. Oof, I that's saw crazy. that motherfucker in the theater with my mother. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Check that out. Yeah. yeah. But we're not reviewing his career, we're reviewing uh, Poet Society. Yeah. And this is another one of those movies, kind of like a Goodwill Hunting, where, you know, ironically, he's playing a teacher. Um, and he does it very well. Um, the movie's old and it shows its age. You know, it's, it's kind of a slow burn. Um, you know, it's a little over two hours long. It's basically this sort of super upper rich white private school. You know, I mean, it's takes place in 1959. Um, the, the period. So, you know, America is a very different place than it is now. Um, and, uh, Keating is, it's his first year there, uh, Rob Williams, and he's also a former student. And he is, uh, a very, um, um, inspirational. He's a very, he's a very inspirational character. Carpet Diem. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, he plays that role so good. He's so, warm and caring and i mean just from every he's just eating up the screen every time he's on screen he's just you're just like i could just listen to robin williams talk to these fucking kids and it just works um some of the other drama as it unfolds like the love interest with the the other with the girl from the other school and you know that party that there's a lot of sort of cliche coming of age moments in the film which i think don't play out as well as they did circa, you know, 1989, 1980, you know, when this movie came out. Um, but, but they, go ahead. They kind of like the guy chasing the girl, right? Right. And, and he's never would have done it without a little bit of inspiration, like seize the day motivation, mm-hmm. right? And he mm-hmm. does it. And what's the last thing that happens? Gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Right, that's that's a, it's kind of a little foreshadowing, like the the going going against the the conformity. You know, if you don't conform, you're gonna suffer the consequences. Like something bad. Oh. Like that's what it seemed like it was kind of showing. That's, that's a good I, point. I didn't notice that, but you're right. I mean, basically, this is not a happy ending film. Right. You know, he gets fired. The kid kills himself. The guy doesn't get the chick. 
you know, I oh, mean, you're not going to spoil alert out. You're just gonna. Oh yeah, I said we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. It's fucking thirty years old, thirty five years old. So, um, and you can spoil this movie, and it's still not ruin the film. I mean, you know, you're gonna watch this because yeah, you want to see yeah, Robert. Sure. Um, so you know, Ethan Hawke has the moment. I mean, they obviously they have the moment at the top when they, oh, oh, captain, my captain, um, and and that is sort of this, um, that's the the big reveal, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a very good point. I mean, the, it, what the school represents, they don't lose, you know, the Rob Williams is a nail and the school is the hammer and they nail his ass down and they get rid of him. And within the next semester, and they even point out like in that scene, if you notice, like, Half of the class isn't standing on their fucking desks. They're sitting with their fucking heads down. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I didn't think about that until you pointed that out, Tony. Right. It, it does. It fits. Fall my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's, what's funny is like, I didn't really remember how it ended. Um, mm. even though I, I have seen it before. Um, it, it surprised me. Definitely surprising. Um, but leading up to that, uh, yeah, you have the performance of Robin Williams and then the, the effect he has on his students. That's, that's what the, the fun part leading up to it. Cause they're, you know, they're, they're in a, they're in a school. It's, they, they, they feel trapped. They feel, you know, they have to conform and no self-expression and whatnot. So yeah. And one of the best scenes they, that describes that or shows that is where he's having them rip that page pages off the, their book of the one author he doesn't like. Remember uh, the, the intro yeah, it was the yeah. intro to, yeah, to the to English. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Hardy, a lot of cliches, but, you know, the dad, the, the son trying to prove himself. He wants to, you know, he wants to do something else. And his dad's super strict and he won't let him. And, um, and you got like the guy chasing girl, but those are timeless stories, right? We've seen them in, you know, yeah. every other story, another story, but, but it's also like it says it's dead poet society. And, um, they start asking about that and then they, they kind of make their own makeshift one as well. Right. And that's that what's the, the like really quick too, right? Like not even like. <laughs> Like I'm waiting well, and, for a montage of them teaming up, like nope. They, yeah, they just jump into it. And but yeah. that's the thing, like they 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 dug it out. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't make them do it. He didn't even encourage them to do it. He was like, no, 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 you guys don't want that. But because these kids are like, oh, that must mean he it's it's a cool thing to do. That must mean it's a it's you know he 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 went against the rules. He was a he was a troublemaker. So that means that made him want to do it more. Even though it seemed like in that scene when they first present him his yearbook, I think they call it an annual. Um, yeah. He was really like, "Yeah, this is this is not." And like, he was like, "He'd rather not talk about it." You know, like he wasn't proud of. He, he wasn't like he. It was nostalgia, and he had fond memories of it, but he didn't really want to encourage him to do that. He not, probably knew that it would end in, you know, disappointment. Right. Right. I mean, again, you know, put yourself in the times. You know, these kids were treated like 
like like the military would. I mean, this is a I mean, you know, and what's the shitty dad? He's like, I'm gonna send you to military school. Well, what's the fucking difference? I mean, well, there's the, that scene. That that was the other scene. I remember there was another. There was. I was trying to remember. There was another scene that showed the consequences of trying to or of going against the stream, the going grain. against conformity. Yeah. Right. Um. The the kid got his ass beat. You know, when he's chasing the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the one guy got his ass literally beat by the He's, dean. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a paddle. Yeah, like yeah. The, that, that. That that's that's very clearly that's the that's the motif running through the film. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna get your consequences. But yeah, like you said, they they try to treat it as much of a military type of environment as they can. Yeah, I mean, these kids are just, you're, they're treated like machine, like cattle, like livestock. It's that old school. Kids are to be seen and not heard. And, you know, the dad is like, don't ever fucking talk to me like that in front of anybody, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were explaining to Mazzy, like, when we were kids, we had to call our parents sir and ma'am. You know, like, if we got in trouble, it was, we were, it wasn't like, oh, come on, dad, or come on, mom. No, it was, yes, ma'am. You know, get your ass to bed, yes, ma'am, kind of thing. Imagine, imagine 1959. You know, Mm -hmm. and you know, you're going to be a fucking doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You don't get a fucking choice. You don't get the, you know, what do you think you're going to? You know, there's no, you know, they're fucking using typewriters. They're just sitting. All the free time is reading. So yeah, the idea of getting together with your buddies and hiding in a cave and smoking pipes and reading literature that otherwise wouldn't be available to you was way against the grain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Rob Williams knew that. Yeah. His character Keating knew it. And he, and like you said, he tried to discourage him. Yeah. I, I thought- but at the same time, he had to be honest and say, this is what poetry can do. And, you know, I think it's probably one of those things. It's, it's kind of a lost art. You know, I, I remember having to write poetry in college and I thought, this is a fucking joke. Why am I having to write? Rose the red, violets are blue. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I mean, I, I mean, modern it. music though, and rap, I mean, it still does poetry. Ironically, it's a very good point. Yeah. Look at modern hip hop, you know, in the last 25 plus years, mm-hmm. it is defining poetry. Mm-hmm. It's poetry for the urban youth, so yeah, yeah and point. and yeah. And here's the thing too: like this movie is really good. It's really well done. It's really well acted. But I just can't see myself like watching it a lot, no. or ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I watch it. I'm good. It's you know, it's memorable, it's it's but... one of those things you would go back to. You'd watch it with somebody that you haven't seen. It's an inspirational film. Maybe you would you would recommend it to somebody. If I was a teacher, you know, I'd play this in my class. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a it's not a movie that you're gonna go to every year for right. sure. Yeah, but I'm I'm still giving it a dollar because I enjoyed it. I'd buy that for a dollar. Williams' performance alone is is worth its its weight in sixty cents or a hundred cents. What is how many pennies are in a dollar these days? I don't fucking know. Sixty cents. 60 is he minutes, having a stroke? Whatever the fuck, whatever. Um, yeah, his performance alone is worth the dollar. Um, and everybody's performance is very good. I mean, you know, there's no, there's nothing inherently wrong with the film. Uh, it shows its age and it is a little slow. And, you know, again, some of those sort of coming of age cliches can, can kind of fall a little flat in these days, especially because it's hard. It's, so much of it isn't relevant to our youth 
and the experience of college, you know, um, today. And so you really have to put yourself in the footsteps of a rich white kid circa 1959 in a private, you know, school. Um, and this is like an, essentially an undergrad. So, you know, these kids are fresh out of high school, essentially, you know, they don't really talk about it, but, um, exactly how old they are. But, um, so it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of parts of it that just kind of don't feel relevant and it's hard to watch it and feel, you know, like, you know, it's like, uh, the, the, he won't get far. I mean, yeah, we've, we've all met somebody like that. I mean, I just, uh, I just had an experience with a drunk person last night that stumbling drunk and just mm. fucking all over the place. And I'm like, you know, it's like, mm. dude, you're 30 fucking five years old. You got two kids, like get your shit together. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's relevant. That movie took place in 19, the seventies or the early eighties, but it's, there's still relevancy to it. There's a lot of this that just isn't relevant today. That the whole education is, is so different. The experience of a teenager. So, I mean, there are some things that are relevant or some things don't change, but, um, it can make it kind of hard to watch. So, um, it's still a dollar without a doubt. Um, and it's definitely, one of those, it's definitely one of those films that you put in Rob Williams, you know, top 10 kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the one, the one scene is one of my favorite scenes and it is one of the things that I think we can still relate to regardless mm-hmm. of time. Um, is the, the, the kid, uh, the, well, I can't remember his name, but it's, uh, Ethan Hawke's character, Todd. Um, mm-hmm. that he has trouble talking. He has trouble speaking in public and he, he doesn't yeah. want to say things. He doesn't want to contribute. And Robin Williams kind of picks up on that and mm-hmm. he gets him, he gets him to like connect to his creative self and mm-hmm. like in front of the class and like let him, like he's spinning around talking about the blanket. He's like, tell me about the blanket. Don't listen to them laughing or whatever. Um, mm. for him to come out of his shell a little bit. Uh, I thought mm. that, that scene was really, really cool, especially how it was. Cool. It's a very powerful scene. Yeah. Um, it was very therapeutic and cathartic for, for his character. And it's yeah. the payoff at the end yeah. of the movie. Who is point. it that stands on the desk first? Ethan Hawke's character, Todd. Yeah. Like he never would have taken that first step if he didn't get that kind of leadership from Robin Williams, the Keating character. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's this is high dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Nice. So, certified D. Do you believe everyone's going to get this right? Yeah. Pretty safe bet right here. And then somebody might throw in a Slater, which might be difficult. Ooh, yeah, um, that's a good point. Unfortunately, that, that might, somebody might throw in a Slater because it is such kind of a classical film. Hmm. Let's find out. Credit. Harley's going to be given a for the extra credit. Harley's going to be given a day uh, later, I think. Ah, there it is. See, told you. Dang, golden. Mm. And uh, Bonzo and Tony, also another dollar. Those are my bats. He's on the board, kids. You like there you credit. go. Nice. Good job. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're watching us. It would be. Very easy for, you know, somebody like myself to give us later. So good guess. So, all right. So he's on the board with two points. 
right, next. What up, bad boys and bad girls? Your homeboy Art calling me with this week's assignments. Couldn't think of a fucking, uh, couldn't think of a impress- impression, so sorry. I don't know if I'm going to have any for the rest of the year, but here we go. Uh, Donaldo, Sappy Donaldo picked Dead Poet Society, which back in the day was highly, highly acclaimed. And I had, I don't think I saw, ever saw it. I knew about it. Watch the trailer, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to judge it because I guess it was really highly rated at the time. It looks like a bunch of entitled fucking kids get his entitled education and we're supposed to feel sorry for him or something like that. So I don't know. It depends on how you use this movie. I'm going to say Harley. I think I think it has to be a, a, a certified D, which I guess the established is a dollar. I don't know when that was in question, but a certified D. I, I just can't hate it for Robin Williams, man. I think anything he's in almost brings it at least to the level of dollar, if not more. I mean, it's just movie. Just the trailer looks weird. I mean, it's not bad. It just it's just at such a different time. So that's my pick for the homework. Damn. See, Art picked up on it. He knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Extra. All right, so four points for that. One point for you won't get far. So there's four, five plus one. So big art all the way up to six points. Now I did stop it early last time. Let's see. Straight D. That's it. Take care. Can't wait to hear the show. Okay. Later. Bad boy for life. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Good job. Good job. All right. Next one is also flipped. Yeah. Hola, bad boys. You bring me such joys, like your movie rents, and how to eat frozen treats quietly. This week, you will score, without trying to bore, the El Salvadorian picked Dead Poet Society. Harley will say, this film blows him away. But the- is that a joke? Yeah, right. Pictures I, I, make him hot under the collar. <laughs> Fonzo will chime in with impeccable timing. And they will both end up giving it a dollar. MCP loves a rhyme, but hates poems and finds that in the end, that'll be a waste of time. <sighs> uh, so did he give me a dollar? I'm sorry. You and Fonzo give it a dollar. Okay, so I got to. I'm gonna give him a point for the accent because while he wasn't rocking an accent, he actually came with poetry. So yeah. you get a book and bonus for doing the poetry. I agree. That was it. All right. So, all right, good job, Reed, with the poetry slam. All right, four, five, six, seven, eight points. Took the lead. Does he have four plus three, seven, eight? Yeah. Good job. Did you just say four plus three is eight? No, four plus three is seven plus one is eight. Okay. <laughs> so he had four from last week for got Benny it. and June. He had three for dead poets and he got one for he won't get far. Gotcha. I probably said four plus three is eight. Yes. I, I must have, yeah, I missed something in there. No, I, I probably just sounded just, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right, I was go. speaking, or I was, I was thinking out loud. Yeah. Dead Poet Society. Love that movie. It's one of my top ten of all time. Um, yes, it's a slow movie, but I think it's a 
well-made movie, good performances. And um, to me, it's a Slater, but I think, again, all three guys are going to give it a dollar. So, yeah, those are my picks. Take it easy, guys. Bad boys for life. R.I.P. D's voice. Oh. Sounds like he's going to lose his voice once he starts feeling <laughs> a little better. It seems to be a common common thing. Is that that cold name lose our voice. <laughs> so. But everyone? Uh, room, for, room for D. Uh, no, Angie. So. Okay, dear. For the extra credit. For Dead Poet Society. Oh, by the way, this is Evergenia.fire, one of my favorite Robin Williams characters. Anyway, on to the pick. Alfonso, he will give it a dollar. Harley, the lad, will give it a slitter. And Tony will give it a dollar. Okay, dears, have a wonderful show. Ta-ta. So, all players, listen up. She just scored two points on accents without having to guess anything right. I mean, that's in one week, score two points, you know. So she didn't get the she didn't get the bonus point for getting the the <clears throat> my dollar because well I didn't give us any, but she does get the three points. So let's go. We got three, four, five, six, seven. So she's got seven. So right now the champ is in second place. Reads with eight. Arts at six, and D is four. Oh, D might actually be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So the sick boy is in the lead with nine. Just like you predicted it, huh, Harley? Mm-hmm. So I mean, we got we got it all. We got we got Evan with two, Art six, Angie seven, Reed eight, and D nine. Got D nine. Is that everyone's calls? I yeah. feel like that's a great hip hop album from the eighties, <laughs> from the late eighties. D nine. Let's see. All right. Well, cool. Got a new player now. It's gonna change the script. That will change a little. And hopefully, they're not too too embarrassed or shy to take shots at everyone. You know, that's part of the game. It's part of being. Oh, I'm one. I I'm sure Art's gonna eat this yeah. guy. Eat this kid alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, everyone, for calling in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for our latest Patreon member. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, welcome. Uh, thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What else? Sign next week's. That's going to do it. That's what I was looking for. I'm looking at IMDb. I'm trying to think of like I'm looking for a title. I'm like, oh wait, they haven't said it yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, what do you got? What do you got for? Harley's got the homework. All right. A mob hitman recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. You're kidding. Hmm. You think we're gonna fucking do a movie podcast and not do the fucking Irishman? I guess not. I just talked to a friend of mine about going to see it this week. Oh, well, is it in theater still? Yeah, barely. Collected. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
Cool. All right. What do you got? I don't know that I would want to see this in the theater at a three and a half hour runtime. Ah. I mean, maybe if there was a uh, an intermission, I'd do it. Certainly get your money's worth. I've actually read some. There's a couple people out there. Obviously, it's you know from a critical from a um, old school movie reviewers. They're they're going to cream all over it. But there's a lot of reviews that saying, yeah. You can admit it. It sucks. It's it's out of touch. Oh. It's, oh, yeah, no. so there is not... It's not... Right, well, the, we'll be a judge of it then. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. I mean, oh, my Martin Scorsese isn't a right. god amongst filmmakers, you know, and from... And again, we're talking about movies that aren't necessarily entertaining, you know? He, he can be guilty of in some ways. So, um, you know... And these actors are so old. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pesci hasn't acted in forever. Pacino's like, he's a character of himself in real life. And De Niro's, he's, I mean, I, you know, let alone his, I mean, he's more famous now for just bashing Trump than actually acting anymore. I mean, these guys were in their prime 30 years ago. Not 20 years ago, not 10 years ago, 30 years ago. So can these three actors be relevant in today's day and age? I don't know. And I gotta, I, I gotta make a point to find out. <laughs> so yeah. No, I'd love it if one of you got to see it in the theater and sort yeah, of compare cool. and contrast that with, you know, the experience gun, so to speak. Yeah, but again, that running time is crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that—that's definitely a detractor for a lot of people, especially in today's day and age. Yeah. Certainly. What you got? What you got for extra MCP? Yeah. Two thousand one, action crime thriller. Uh, I'll give you the director. Dominic Senna. Oh no! Oh, that's yeah. It's either that or gone swordfish. All right. Dude, you got Wolverine playing a fucking hacker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Holly Berry's Berry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> How could I forget? Oh, you did it. I think Paul Oakenfold did like the soundtrack for it or some shit. Oh, was it BT? Yeah, or maybe. Look it up, Tony. Well, Tony's gonna be Tony's gonna be happy to see it with both his eyes instead of just one eyeball this is one behind eye. his couch. So <laughs> finally, you finally get to see the whole thing. That's right. All right, on. Swordfish and the Irishman. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, real quick, before I forget, there's these um, series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Ooh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so now they have two. They have a new one, a new series called the, the Movies That Made Us. Cool. And I saw the Home Alone one and the Die Hard one, and they're mm. fucking great. Oh, they're awesome. They're dealt with humor, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I didn't know. And, uh, that's the Home Alone and, to- and, uh, Die Hard ones are great. So if you guys get a chance, and they're like 40, 48 minutes, you know, um, not too long, but, uh, but yeah, they're very informative, a lot of fun. So cool. Well, behind the scenes of, uh, these, uh, um, cult classics. Exactly. Mm hmm. When you think you know everything about it, you don't, you know? Yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember the Ninja Turtle one. Is that the first one? 
Yeah. The the, the toys, you mean? Yeah, the toys. Yeah, uh-huh. That just, just blew my mind that I was like, that the toys were created, like, um, that they did, they were created for themselves, like they were trying to make, uh, like the, the original comic was, was, I figured there was a whole, whole comic series and they based it, like the story from the comic. No, it was like they were trying to get a cartoon or they were trying, they made the cartoon to sell the toys or they made yeah. the toys to sell the cartoon or something. I don't remember what it, I just remember being, wait, what? Like yeah. I thought there was a whole storyline of a whole comic thing already created, but nope. Mm-hmm. That that blew my mind. Yeah, uh, it's really they're really cool. Yeah. Really cool show, yeah. Absolutely. Because um, you know, there's you know, give Netflix a chance. There's you know, they don't have hardly anything on there. There's a new show that I just put on in the background while I don't remember. I, don't remember. I think we we're playing a game. Yeah. Um, the like fixing things or like it needs fixing. Fucking, I'm butchering the fuck out of it. Uh, yeah. Fixer, yeah, Fixer-upper? Like is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, something like something, that, right? But it was, yeah. Or it's called... Uh, where is it? It's like, got to oh, be my history somewhere. But it was really cool because they were just like trying to fix things. Like it was like... It was, it was, a, it was a Dalek uh, from... Is it called Broken? Is it just Broken? Listen, Broken, this is... Consumer items control and dire outcomes. Let's see. Episodes. No, this is this is season makeup. Oh, no, it wasn't the makeup. Hmm. I don't know who you're talking about. I think I saw it on here. So, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, all right. Well, we you'll remember when you see it. When I remember, yeah. but yeah, I don't see it. So, how was you guys' weekend, man? What y'all do? I'll go first. Right. Um, <laughs> since nobody is an artist, I can go first. Um, so uh, my birthday is next week. Oh. And Chris wanted to throw me a surprise birthday party for my 40th. Mm. So this was why I had Mazzy out for the afternoon. Mazzy knew. Mazzy didn't. Tell me. She did a very good job of keeping it a secret. <laughs> awesome. And she, I guess she'd been planning for a couple weeks now. And um, so, yeah, we got home about 5.30. And there was 15-plus people here. Whoa. So, yeah, she, she, you know, just all our friends from the last um, – you know, 15 years of living here. Just, uh, for, I was fortunate enough where, you know, pretty much everybody that she invited showed up. And it was How amazing. Well, yeah, of course. Um, you know, it was all just locals. Um, so yeah, she threw a surprise birthday party for me. It was, I had a fucking blast. It was great friends, some coworkers that I really consider close friends. Um, you know, of course, Clancy's there. You guys know Clancy, you know, um, you know, just amazing friends. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, everybody that you've heard, the people that I go for motorcycle rides or Donnie and Shaler that have been coming over and having dinner for the last couple of weeks, 
you know, we've been hanging out with them. They're the most recent friends, you know, probably a couple of, we met Donnie, um, when Donaldo was, was passing through town with Josh that one time. So, uh, Steve that I rode motorcycles with Katrina and her husband, Josh and, and their kids, um, Gabrielle, um, her, her family, just, just the most very eclectic. I mean, we had people from all walks of life, just amazing. It was, and, and so, um, and Chris cooked a bunch of food, like these little handmade pizzas made of fresh French bread and broccoli salad and this, um, sweet potato pie or sweet potato dish. It was fucking yummy as all hell. Homemade cheesecake, like just fucking amazing. Like, you know, the beer's flowing and, um, uh, one of my buddies and his wife showed up and his wife ended up drinking herself under the table, son. So, um, I won't say any names. Of course, this is a 35 oh. year old woman of two who was hitting on a 68 year old man. She was so drunk. She was like rubbing up on Clancy. She was all like rubbing his shoulders. Like at the beginning of the night, she walked up to him and she goes, I know you. I know you from somewhere. But it wasn't like, it was like the weird, like creepy, like, you know, like, we, we, I, like, have I ever slept with you before? Like that kind of thing, you know, like that's (laughs) the tone of her voice when she said it. It was so fucking hilarious. Um, but as the night went on, I guess she just drank a bunch of wine and she was on an empty stomach and, um, and she just kind of, she picked up her kid and then she fell oh, <laughs> she, man. She, and then she left her phone here. Oh. She came back today to get her phone with a black eye, son. Whoa. She, she got home and she fell and I, oh. I texted my buddy this morning and I said, Hey, did you guys get home okay? Or did you have to pull over? Cause you know, somebody was going to fucking, you know, yeah. he's like, no, we got home, but then we got home and she fell again. Oh. So yeah. Shout outs to, to my, my, my dear friend. I hope, I hope she's okay. <laughs> she, I mean, she was obviously rolled with the punches, right. but I'm sure she had a fucking hangover like a motherfucker. Jeez. But, um, yeah, she was <laughs> like already. Yeah, yeah, definitely Tony's people for sure. <laughs> I'm always like, I like it already. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. It's just an amazing time. I am so fortunate. I have yeah. the absolute best friends, and you know, we were talking. My buddy Steve, that that I ride motorcycles with, that I've known, he did Mazzy's, um when Mazzy was. Um, before she was born, Steve is the, um, the ultrasound guy in Mount Shasta and he's been doing mm-hmm. ultrasound. He's been, he's the ultrasound guy in Mount Shasta for the last like 20 years. And, um, he has a daughter who is now 16 or in her name is Harley Grace. And when we were doing the, the I want to say autopsy. <laughs> you want to say autopsy? What? <laughs> Fucking late at night. This is almost oh, midnight. Wow. When he was doing the ultrasound for Jamie back when she was pregnant with Mazzy, we were talking and, you know, she calls me out or so I introduced myself. He goes, your name's Harley? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I have a daughter named Harley. And I was like, oh, right on. So, you know, hey, is my kid, you know, is my kid a boy or a girl? Like that was, you know. <laughs> 
fucking 12 years ago, you know? And then unbeknownst, like sometime later, and me and Steve can't even figure out um, when or how or where, we run into each other out in the woods riding dirt bikes. And and then I come to find out, like, he's kind of an ex-road racer, and he's the guy who's taken me to track days. And so, you know, so we don't see each other very often. And the last time I was going to ride with him was last year when I crashed and I fucked up my shoulder. So, and uh, so him and his wife and his uh, two kids showed up who are like big kids now, you know, 16 and 20. And he said, you have an amazing group of friends. And I was like, I am, you're right. I'm so fortunate. You know, I don't have a ton. I don't have, there's not 30 people here. You know, there's, I'm trying to think uh, his four if you don't count the kids, there was another probably uh, seven or eight kids before five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, like a baker's dozen, like 13, I think, showed up. But, you know, we're not talking about 30 people, you know. And, and But they're, they're people that I would, you know, give the key to my house and, and ask them to house it or watch my kid or, you know, lend them a car or lend them money or, or you know. This, these are... This is when, you know, your friend becomes family kind of thing. Right, so, right. It was an amazing night. I can't thank my wife enough. Um, That's awesome. My mom threw a surprise birthday party for me when I was a little kid at a bowling alley. <laughs> and it stuck with me. I mean, I remember, you know, I, and, and you know, I, I told Chris. Where's the big deal, bad boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I told Chris, I said, I don't want I don't want the celebration to be about me. And, you know, they were trying to like sing happy birthday. And I was like, you know, I was, I was, I was embarrassed because it's like, you know, I want to see my friends and I, I'm so happy to have the party, but you know, you wish you could just throw that party. And we did like a couple of years ago, we had the white elephant party, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a gift party for Christmas kind of thing. And that was a lot of fun. And it was basically a lot of the same, same group came, which is really cool. So yeah, it was amazing. It's it's it was kind of like, you know, I've been up here for almost as long as I spent living in North County, San Diego, and so this is is my home. And it has been for a long time, and and I've been fortunate now to to uh, accumulate some some amazing friends. So it was a wonderful night, and then uh, today we didn't do shit. Just hung out and I played Red Dead. There you go. <laughs> so, Are you liking it? Yeah. Oh, loving it. Nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I try not to rip through the uh, story, but yeah. at the same time, I recognize it's probably pretty long. So I think I just started chapter three. Mm-hmm. So, okay. When they right camp, so. Yeah, man. Keep enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So we have wacky weather. It's going to rain all weekend. So I was going to put out Christmas lights outside and didn't get a chance to. So we stayed indoors and try to stay cozy. We, me and Amy took turns going to the store, getting stuff and, it's crazy, man. Like, I can see why people are just buying stuff online and not going to the stores anymore just because it's crowded. There's no parking. There, or the item's not there. Like, Amy wanted to get um, kids matching pajamas, and she's been doing it for years now. So on Christmas, they all have matching pajamas. And I went to two different Walmarts, Target, uh, Old Navy, just a bunch of stores just trying to find, you know, uh, Three, three, three pajamas and it was just impossible like they were either gone or there's only one size and 
And now she's like getting over it. I'm like, man, this is too much. And then she goes online on Amazon and finds them and then buys them, <laughs> you know. And literally, yeah. they came in the next day. Like, it wasn't even two days. It was like the next day they were there. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that happens with the, uh, like the big, big markets. They don't, you know, they only have a limited stock and then that's it. So, mm -hmm. um, and then today we finally put the lights up on stuff on the tree and decorators. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. Christmas music and my parents came over, brought some panda, hung out a little bit and, um, and start watching the movies and that's that's I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, that's it. Yeah. What about you, Tony? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Today Sorry. nothing. Um Friday, nothing, because I had our banda. Saturday was intense. Um uh -huh. our gym, our CrossFit gym, they hosted a their first uh, CrossFit competition. Um, oh. we had 60 different teams from like 15 different gyms show up. We had, you know, several hundred people here. Um, there was three main events, two, um, final events. Um, it was all day. We, we got there at 6.30, I think, um, and started helping. We volunteered. So Lainey and I, we volunteered for the event. Um, to help out. Um, so you didn't compete? I didn't actually compete because I'm still broken. So, um, mm. yeah, I'd, I'll just hurt myself even more. Uh, so yeah. So what, we, what, what, what's hurt? What are, are my you legs, injured? My legs are still, something's going on. I need to, need to go see a specialist for it, but mm -hmm. something funky is going on with my legs. Um, so yeah, so I just ended up, we, we just ended up volunteering. Started the day off like directing traffic and setting up signs and blah, blah, blah. And then the interesting thing, the, 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 cause we volunteer before. We, Lainey and I, we volunteer a lot. Um, so it's not a big thing, but there's volunteering and then there's judging. Judging a competition is something else. That's gotta be tough. I had no idea it was that intense. Like after my first, um, few rounds of judging i was like that was all a blur the it huh. so so the so the event um it's because it, like i'm not blinking you know i'm count, like I, if i blink i'm gonna miss a rep so it, so so the first event they had to do five handstand push-ups um 10 doubles presses 15 box jump overs and then 30 double unders with a jump rope it's a double under uh double unders where you Swing the rope twice when you jump once. So oh, the rope goes under your feet twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, these were teams of three, and and so the first person is doing the handstand push-ups, then goes into the doubles press, goes into the ju jump overs, does the double unders, and then they tag their their partner. And the next person goes and does that same three, same thing. Third per third, then they tag the third guy. They do the thing, and then they have to do that again. So everybody does the same four uh, movements twice. But, like, they're all competing, so they're trying to go really fast. And you're trying to, as a so judge... So it's a timed thing? Yes, yeah. it's timed. Huh. Um, I so thought it was, like, maximum reps kind of thing. There are some that are maximum reps. Um, for these, the, for that event, it was um, for time. Um, 
so everybody's rushing. And so as a judge, you have to qualify their movement. So you have to see that when they're doing the handstand push-up, they're not putting their butt on the wall on the way up. They yeah, have to you got to make sure lock they're their arms out there. The, yeah. Right, you have to count their reps right. And every and the thing that was crazy is that everybody has a different range of motion and a different way yeah. of moving. So it's like not only do you have to count their reps, but you have to count the rep for them. Like some people were doing doubles presses, and and I'm like, I, I could see that they lock it out where they lock. When I say, okay, I need you to lock it out, and they do it, I'm like. Well, I guess that's where their range of motion is. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't dig them. You know what I mean? It's like it was tough. Um, and each as a team of three, so each person might have different, you know, movement standard for that person. Um, and then you, if you no rep him, you know, like, you know, that they have to do the whole rep again. They're doing an extra rep. Um, mm. It's just, it's, it's intense. And then the, and then there's there and jump rope i didn't realize how difficult it is to count jump ropes it is it, oh because they do it so fast well yeah and it's like you you they're jumping and you hear the rope hit twice and then they land their foot right so that's their feet hit that's once but the they're already jumping again so like it the the moment that you count the the rep is instantaneous right so it's just like one two three four right and so and, and then if they mess up it's 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 difficult to tell like shit did i just count did i overcount and count the next rep too soon like it's oh man it's it's heroin it was nerve-wracking man mm-hmm. and then so so that was that um uh there was a couple other I helped out with, uh, they had a max lift event where they do bench press, um, squat, deadlift, uh, clean, jerk, um, and snatch. And I tried the clean and jerk. Or, or, um, oh, yeah. How'd your clean go? Uh, you know. Yep. Uh, I started with the bar. It's like you, it's exactly what you said. It is yeah. such a technical movement. Yeah. Uh, I did it a couple reps for 95. I'm sure my form was pretty deplorable, uh, but I didn't hurt myself. <laughs> so, I mean, right, but I, and I certainly, <laughs> my, I got my heart rate spiked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is yeah. a, it's a big, there's a lot of muscles involved in it. So mm-hmm. I can yep. see why it's, people like to do it. It's, yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a big, it's a lot. I mean, it's a full body workout. I mean, yeah. I did two full from the ground all the way up and down. And I was like, my heart rate was through the roof mm-hmm. at that's 95, what, 95 pounds. That's what I tell people. is like, you do normal gym bodybuilding movements. You're maybe moving one joint or two. Yeah. You do a clean and jerk. You're moving every joint. Every goddamn Everything. joint. Everything is yeah. moving. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. That, that was pretty fun to watch because, you know, watching people do max lifts is just, yeah. is just pretty intense and fun. Um, there was another event that I didn't judge. Laney judged, and apparently that that one was um, pretty intense too. They had to do, um, and there's different levels. There's beginner, intermediate, advanced. The advanced were doing muscle ups and assault bike calories, um, and they just had to do as many as they could in the allotted time. So that one was the one that was for reps. Um, then the the beginners had to do jumping pull ups. The um, intermediate did chest to bar pull ups, and then advanced did muscle ups. Uh, and then out of those three events, we got the top three and then the top three teams, um, would compete in the two, in the final two work, two, uh, workouts, which was, um, burpees paired. 
synchronized burpees over the bar. So two of the th- the two people of the trio would do bump uh, burpees over the bar, and they could rotate in, uh, rotate in whoever they want, whenever they wanted. It was up to them. Just had to do mm-hmm. as many as they could in three minutes. Then they get a two minute rest, and then for the next five minutes, or within five minutes, they had to get uh forty five clean and jerks. Oh wow! Yeah, it was intense. And yes. here's where it was like, it was th- th- these guys were you know top three, you know, so they're 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 hustling, and synchronized burpees. They have to touch their chest to the ground at the same time and leave the ground at the same time. Um, they could jump over the bar. Doesn't matter if they jump at the same time. That, that one didn't matter, but they had to touch the ground at the same time. And these guys are flying and they are not touching the ground at the same time, but they are bigger than me. And I'm like, no rep. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I can't. Nope. That's a no rep. Like, you gotta, you gotta, they're like, what? It's, it's like, fuck, man. It's, it's nerve wracking for sure. And then, then, then the, the, the clean and jerks, they're, they're taking 135, 155, 225 pounds, uh, clean wow. and jerk overhead and, you know, jerking it overhead. And, and you, the, you, these guys are struggling and I'm like, I got, you got to lock it out. I, I, I got to see this. I, I'm not going to count it until you stand it up. And some guys were dropping it early. So I had to no rep the whole, that whole. So, uh, it's like, wow, fuck, man. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I the can thing. see how that's stressful on you. It was sure. stressful. And then the team that I judged got third place and it was, they were tied. So one of the reps that I know repped them, they could have gotten second place. Oh. Yeah. It's like, dude, oh. why are you putting this on a podcast? Art is going to blow <laughs> you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Laney actually, that same team that I judged in the top in the finals, Laney judged them in the uh, pull up in the first one in the muscle up with the assault bike. And apparently, she was getting yelled at because she wasn't no repping properly. Like they were doing muscle ups, but their shoulder needs to be above the bar when they do the muscle up. But these guys were going so fast that the shoulders weren't going above the bar. They weren't breaking the 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 the, the plane. Mm. So they're like, "Hey, Lainey, that's a no rep. <laughs> hey, Lainey, that's a no rep." So she was like, "We kind of feel better about it because they they got some free reps in with her." Where I, you know, I no rep uh, them over here, but. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was an intense day for sure. It was, it was one of those like, at, like, everything was done. We handed out all the, all the, um, the awards and everybody's leaving and I have all this energy. I'm like, fuck, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? Let's go. And then we get in the car to come home and I just shut down. I'm like, oh shit, I'm done. And, and then my legs start cramping up and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? I didn't even work out. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And old son. Seriously, man. I was like, fuck. Well, I hadn't eaten all day either. Oh, okay. Like, uh, and, and I, that's what I blame it on. I, I drank water, but I didn't take any electrolytes. And if I'm not eating, I need to take electrolytes, especially on, 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 you know, the keto diet. So that's what I, that's, that's what I blame that on. But afterwards, I'm like, how about some sushi? <laughs> it's like, we haven't had sushi in months. So we, we, we enjoyed some, uh, I had, I had, Two whole rolls and sashimi. Um, I got ni- I felt nice, nice, fat, and happy uh, that night going to bed. Fat and, and, so, happy. Nice. fat and happy. Yeah, but that was an intense day. Um, hell of a day. I I enjoy I, I I enjoyed it, but in the moment it was freaking nuts, man. It was like a blur. <laughs> so that was that was my Saturday. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but I did do so later today. 
or earlier earlier today um i found the the gym of the team that i judged they live streamed their performance Ooh. and when you see their performance you're like yeah they're they're no repping they're, they they were they had really poor transitions they had really poor you know their burpees so it's like i felt mm-hmm. better watching the live stream i was like yeah they're they're, they're they're not going to come and try and beat you. Didn't do anything. You 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 weren't doing a bad job of right. I, I didn't have to be afraid <laughs> that these guys were going to come find like waiting at my car to kick my ass or something. But uh, that's the like, motherfucker that no repped yeah, me. Yeah. Oh oh, and that was the other thing. Like uh, my buddy from work, he he had their shirt on, so he was with them, and I saw him, and I was like. I wanted to go say hi, but I was like, "Shit, I'm a, what, what if they're talking shit about me to to my buddy from work?" I was like, "Never mind, I'm not gonna risk it." <laughs> so I just left. Yeah, I, I definitely felt nervous. Like these guys were huge, and so I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm we need die. to start calling you MC No Rep." You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. MC get, get, No get Rep. My, uh, my reputation as a as a judge, get out there. No, it definitely made me want to get uh, an actual judging certificate. You can take, you know, go through a judging course and get certified. So then you can actually judge official, like more official, um, sanctioned events by the CrossFit, CrossFit Games. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Because I did, I did, even though it was like, if I if I go through the course, I would feel, you know, I have a certification behind me. I'd feel a lot more confident in no repping people. So. So anyway. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of people like like you're saying, um, Laney. It's like you're anxious. You're just gonna you're gonna err on the side of caution and just give it to people when mm-hmm. you know if if it was a big serious competition, yeah, that could that could be that could be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, not not a lot was on the line. Like the, the prizes weren't or at, at stake. Yeah, um, the price. It's not like it was thousands of dollars in prizes. It was yeah. you know a few hundred bucks. Um, in prizes, so um, yeah, not not actually not too bad. I can oh. sleep. I can sleep at night. <laughs> both, <laughs> both eyes closed. So anyway, yeah, that's that's my that was my Saturday. Very cool. Uh, cool, man. Well, that's gonna do it for episode four eighty. Yes. movies. Yeah, welcome to our new Patreon, and uh, should be very interesting now. This is with an extra player. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more out there. Annabelle Ann, you know. Join I'm us. on board. You know, I hardly don't yeah. buy it. More than Well, I do buy it, just not. Oh, exactly. I don't leave marks. Oh, there you go. I just <laughs> nibble. I just there nibble. Hey. <laughs> I rub it after. Hey, Hello. Hey. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say after that. I got to say. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to your host, Paul, say we ride together. Harley, we bite together. Oh. CP, bad boys for life. <laughs>